Just fine. Oh, how, how do you guys hear me? I hear yeah, you. I hear you well. Yeah. Can you hear me now? What's going on, y'all? You're tuning into another episode brought to you by so. us or whoever. I go by the name Peepo. Tits McGee, 916. Shut your face. Oh. Uh, did we hit record this time? <laughs> yeah, no, we're on recording. Okay, exactly. make sure. Yeah. All right. Today we got designing Chris, Chris. a.k.a. Chris Hello. Hopkins, <laughs> a.k.a. Chris. That's so professional. Like, you're, like, the first dude to grab that, probably. Because, <laughs> like, every Chris was like, yo, I'm going to do designing Chris. Like, you know, somebody got that <laughs> shit. Or nobody had it. I was it. a little surprised that that shit was so available. So you just got this like IG, like, last week? Chris's. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. No, I, I, I got it a while ago, but still, like, well after Twitter and Instagram are already going. And really? And still, I still start shit on, like, different websites now. Designing Chris. And it's designing Chris. And, and nobody took that nobody shit. No, that. Is there, there not a designer out there named Chris <laughs> that don't want that professional shit? Because yeah. to me, I'm like, that's, to me, somebody that's that figured thing. it out yeah. was like. For sure. Oh, yeah, this is like. Dude, the, it's yeah. like designed by Christopher and like Chris by design. All this shit's available. But nothing designing Chris. No, but I have all those. Oh, I have shit. Like, I have like a bunch of those. Where are you at? All the Chris's <laughs> yeah. out there. Chris Get your shit together. Most popular I know. Name. Like, that's like, what I'm saying. girl's name, Chris. You know? And yeah, still we'll nobody that's doing true. design. Nobody designing it. Like nothing. Yeah, it's weird. That's I fucking wild. Mm. I don't know. So if you haven't seen this guy walking around Midtown, you're missing out. He's <laughs> everywhere. True that. Everywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> where, where did we? Was it Joints and Jams? Yeah, or we was met it at Joints and Jams. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. That was Smoking pretty cool. Smoking Joints and eating Jams. Yum. Delish. <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I was in there. Uh, most Jeff have been asking me about guest DJ in there for a minute. And I was like, well, let me come check it out first. Yeah. And then That was I'll a pretty mild DJ. night. Sometimes yeah, yeah, it yeah. get crazy on a Wednesday. Yeah, I actually DJed there this last Wednesday, and it was a little busier. Yeah. It was a little busier Sometimes it gets kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah. No, it was cool. Well, because uh, the, the Planned Parenthood block party that, like, Butterscotch. Wait, hold on. What? The, yeah, the what? Say again? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just said hella words that Explain. I don't know if so, they go together. <laughs> so Joints and Jams last Wednesday was actually pretty busy because okay. right around the corner, uh, the plan, Planned Parenthood had, like, a fundraising block party Whoa. that was on the block, like, right on 10th Street in front of Planned Parenthood. They shut it down. Who was DJing that one? Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm on their email. Uh, well, there I was about to say. I was like, wait. There were probably, <laughs> d- there were probably right. DJs, yeah, that's but the only two performers I'm aware of was Butterscotch played there. And then the Philharmonic played there. Damn. Oh, and both, okay. those, Damn. both those people are fucking badass. <laughs> yeah. so exactly. Don't know either yeah. But, yo, if you try to see a dope show, Planned Parenthood, throw in the fire. I was like, how did I not know about this? Well, I'm sure I'm on a Planned Parenthood email <laughs> yeah, yeah. list somewhere. Like, she got happened? a membership card. She's right. Like, yeah. like, how? What? I'm supposed to be in the I loop. Think I, you know, I think I saw... Like I, I'm, I'm actually friends with somebody that's like real high up in Planned Parenthood now, and she shared the event with me. But wow. also Butterscotch, I'm friends with her on Facebook. Right on. And she shared it too. All Facebook was why I heard about it. It was a we- that was a crazy night because there was like a secret show at a like music studio that night in Sacramento too that you could oh. only get tickets to if you like won tickets in some online raffle hmm. thing. Fucking online crazy. raffle only invited <laughs> to like five people. My boy Poor Majesty was playing at that ah, secret show. Ah, okay. See, these names Shout are starting to become very familiar yeah, yeah. now. Local, yeah. Local talent. He's tight, dude. He played with a band. It was like 
the second time they ever played together, and it, like, they fucking were amazing. They sounded Fuck. like they've been playing together nice. for Yo, years. This underbelly of culture in Sacramento is the fucking craziest yeah. shit. And so that, nobody yeah. knows about it, but it. Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. For real. <laughs> I barely even know about it. Fuck. Yeah. You were telling me, I was like, yeah, no, I just live too far. <laughs> I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing with like awesome, awesome. Like most of true that guys too. That. Yeah, and nobody yeah. knows about them. Yeah, you know they're just barely now getting into the LA scene and yeah. blowing up out yeah, there. True, that's true. Yeah. And then you got awesome, well, it's kind of awesome weird though. I think Florida that, right now, but I think when you get Miami, oh yeah, yeah. shouts out Deeks in Florida. Oh, Be wow. safe out there. Eighty-seven degrees. It's raining. <laughs> I saw that shit. Eighty-seven. I yeah. wish for 87. God damn this. No, 87 with rain. 87 in Florida is, is I've not lived in Florida <laughs> before I came to California. I love Florida. Like, you like Yeah, I'm in a humid though too. Day. I'm in a humid, cool. so what's I'm, up? I'm, humid's yeah. good for my skin, my humid's skin, good for my, my hair. hair. Everything I'm is good. Like <laughs> Thank you. I'm Because, <laughs> like, I'll take 100 I'm degrees in this goddamn studio. It's dry, though. <laughs> like, I don't want to show up and just be sweaty for, like, uh, ever, forever. Get out of the shower <laughs> and just be sweaty. That is yeah. how it is, Like, though. I can't like, dry off. Climates. Yeah, yeah. I'm You're good. like, why am I even I'm taking good. a shower right now? Like, yeah. I'm sweating. It's pointless, it's a pointless to have a shower. It's very pointless to have a shower. <laughs> but dabbling on that. Yeah, so uh, back to old school shit, underground shit. So you're very... We were just talking about this. We were just at Bottom Barlow. Shouts out Bottom Barlow. Yeah. Talking about underground culture. Not underground culture. Let me rephrase that. Just saying there's a lot of shit going on out there, and nobody fucking knows about it. Yeah. SoundCloud, IG. There's just new media sources that allow motherfuckers to either self-broadcast, put their shit out there, and little do people know that there's what we said, a fucking super underbelly that's probably been consistent in Sacramento for so long, um, but – the efforts that are going out there in terms of putting this shit together are becoming a lot more, you know, tangible, more real, yeah. more it's right and around the corner. circles, too. I feel like now, like, maybe at one point only a certain amount of people and a certain kind of people would know, like, how to find these shows. But now with Facebook and yeah. all of that yeah. just readily available information, like, a lot of different kind of people are coming to these shows and, yeah. like, having an appreciation for that underground feel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I think, like, there's so much there's so much talent in Sacramento that it's is just really there, right? And like a lot of people just are completely unaware of it, you know? And you guys were just talking about somebody that's like had a I can't remember the name you said, but somebody's like starting to blow up in LA. Mm. And that's like such a common thing for artists in Sacramento to like have a hard time blowing up here. And then going somewhere else and, and blowing, yeah, up. blowing up. You know, it's because they're fucking, they're tight, dude. Like, these artists are super dope. But we, for whatever reason, there's like, we, our city has had a problem in, in its history of, like, taking things that are local and blowing them up and having them, like, blow up here. And, right. you the know. I, it's like they always have to go to a different proving yeah. ground to really, like, see if it's real. Like, if you're coming out yeah. of Sacramento, if you don't make it in the Bay, then it's not really a thing. Or if you don't make it in L.A., For it's sure. not really a thing. It, and I think when that I, yeah, the caliber in Sacramento, I feel like we should be the proving ground. Like if you could come here and win over Sacramento, like that's you from New York? Deal. What the <laughs> fuck no, that's what I'm saying. Like in this city <laughs> No, I, but we talked about that before on the pod before. Like yeah. like what here. you were saying, like what do you think in Because uh, you've been around. I mean, yeah. are you born and raised or you just been I'm here born for a long time? So that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, so yeah, you've yeah. seen it. And yeah. you've seen the names that have come in the past. For sure. Uh, in your opinion, just like what do you think and why that is? Because well, I have a I have a theory, yeah. but so, I mean, it's always fascinating to hear from somebody else. Well, so it. like, I mean, I guess observations from being like a promoter and promoting <coughs> things and artists. Yes, and exactly. Perfect perspective. Like, yeah. I've I've 
learn that there's plenty of like people here and Mm -hmm. there's plenty of money here and there's plenty of people that are looking out that are trying to do things in sacramento now what it seems like to me is there's a gap in like our our ability as a city to foster people like Mm -hmm. to to nurture people and their creative things and endeavors right Mm -hmm. and i don't I don't know why that is, right? Like I, I tell people all the time. That is interesting. I think yeah, that's a very good point. I don't. I, I tell people all the time. I don't know why they com- like. People complain all the time to me, like, "Oh, Sacramento is like you. Ca- it's hard to make it here if you're creative." And blah blah. I'm like, you don't even understand like mm-hmm. how much better it's gotten. You know, like seven, eight years ago, did any of us know anyone that made a creative living a hundred percent of the time? No. Like no. they didn't have some job and then did creative things on the side, yeah. right? Like I knew maybe two people like seven years ago. But is that how it works in other cities well, where no, the city how, puts them on? Or but, but now, like yeah. I know a hundred people that don't have jobs that do creative that are, things. Yeah. And that's also true. Yeah. You know, I'm almost kind of pe- jealous because I'm like, motherfucker, if I was that young, yeah, yeah. I wish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's no, how I, I mean, kind of feel. Yeah, I know people that make a living just DJing and people that make a living just painting yeah. and people that make a living just like just, so many different yeah. things. So, like, we have the money, we have the people, but mm-hmm. it's, like, and we even have, like, a large enough populace base to, like, people could blow up in Sacramento, and mm-hmm. they could blow up out yeah, of Sacramento, yeah, but definitely. for whatever reason, like, why is it so hard for, we we don't have a lot of structure to market or advertise anybody mm-hmm. to the entire city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think like, it's because there's an older audience, like, just speaking off of what we were talking about back there? Uh, we were talking about um, what was that group that you were talking about at the TPR, TPR. People's Revolution. Shouts out to yeah, Bush. Yeah. Hopefully, we're going to get him on next week. Um, he was just coming out, you know, like yeah. talking about SNR, and I'm like, maybe it's a situation of there's this belief that there's this over like old school media ground, and people feel like that's where they need to be seen because so, I'm like I don't really so think that's I the even case. Personally, actually talked to Bush about okay, all this see? SNR there you stuff. Go. Right? Yeah. I hit him up. And I was like, dude, I was like, I get it, right? I fully mm-hmm. get it. But you and I both know that yeah. they're out of the loop. That's what right? I'm like, saying because that's what we yeah. talked about. They're We're not like, on the yo, edge of culture. Yeah, I ain't right? going to like, SNR for my, no, all my like, yo, this is saying? where I'm going to no. go. But, like, yeah. but where are you going to go? For what you need to the edge of culture, but I think that's where right what we now. were or talking about is publication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's I what mean, I'm saying. So what it is should be? Yeah. it should be SNR. So he has like a right to be frustrated. It should in be that SNR aspect. if SNR is representation yeah. of what people it's, are wanting in Sacramento. It, but it seems like there's a different energy in different waves, and I don't know if it's that separate. But as I continue to do the podcast with certain people, yeah, yeah, yeah. it seems like I. Start to see a lot more collaboration, or at least just identification. Just like, yo, I've been to that night, or yo, I've seen that dude, or hey, th- and it seems yeah. like that's kind of happening more. But like you said earlier, it's not happening in the mainstream type of situation. You're seeing it more happen on these other platforms, and yeah. it's hard to gauge if that's quote unquote popping or if it's the For thing. Sure. It's just you kind of do it, and then you see yeah. what kind of happens. I, I guess. I mean. I think Submerge does a pretty good job. Yeah, I've seen sure. a lot of fools that I know mm-hmm. of Submerge and on the cover of yeah. Submerge and getting in there. Like, I feel like Submerge has a grasp on, like, the local arts culture and is trying to move mm-hmm. that forward. But I, I can't even think of anything else. Really? Right? Like, Isn't like, that crazy? I mean, that's crazy, yeah. right? There's, like, two million people in the Sacramento yeah. area. But I think it's like moved crazy. off from publication. That's the craziest huge. part because yeah. in the world that we live in today with media, right, and Facebook yeah. and all that – it's almost like the minute you broadcast, this is worldwide. Mm-hmm. So how far do we embrace the locality of it versus uh, yeah. the worldwide part? But then 
also on that note, it's saying when you're doing live shows and you're trying to build an audience, there's always that build it at home and yeah, then yeah, go yeah. out. But it exactly. seems it's the reverse where it's like build it outside and come home and people still shit it's, on you like yeah, you ain't shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna like have a SoundCloud account and you're from Sacramento and you got like twenty thousand followers on it, mm-hmm. like eighteen thousand of them aren't from Sacramento, oh, really? right? You know, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. And it, but it's like it's so weird. I don't I don't understand like. I, my theory was something. this. It was like, it's desolate. It's tough. It's like trying to live in the desert out here with talent. And I think there's something about that strenuous, I get no love, but there's enough creative people out here to at least connect and try to do something. But it's so minuscule that the yeah. minute you take that shit on the road somehow, it's like, oh, this is the dopest shit. And they're like, <laughs> what? I'm at my own hometown. I've been doing this shit for like 10 years. And yeah. motherfuckers don't fuck with me. And yeah. then all of a sudden it becomes this. Oh shit! And we've seen it. Like we know personal friends of ours that once they leave Zach, it's like, oh, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> no, but when you come back, it's always, ah, he doing aight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they ain't killing shit. Fuck that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Another weird thing I've noticed too is like, flyers and posters and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like they almost do nothing, right? Like oh, unless I'm in somebody's face and I'm like, hey, this is happening. Come yeah. do this. You personally? Sorry, yeah, exactly. Personally. No. Yeah. I'm like why? Like why? You just. It, I see shit online. I'm like, I'll, I'll, like when I'm looking for something to do, I'll just click on the events on Facebook. And yeah. be like, that shit will remind you what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> like on a Friday yeah. night, I'll go to events today. Let's yeah, see yeah, what's yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. And it's like absolutely do that. Why is why is Sacramento so adverse to not in your face somebody tell you to come do this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, you know. Everybody wants it to be what's a up, secret. P? I feel yeah. like, like why is that? I I, I agree of... with with Jessica. Yeah. I think everyone wants it to be. There, there's a certain crowd that they want to bring in, so they're not yeah. going to invite a shit ton of people. You know what I mean? It's going to be the people that they want to be there. That's yeah. what I feel. There's, there's. Do a, we suffer from that, or is this something that most cities suffer from? Is the question. I, I mean, I, th- I, I bet, you know, I'm, I bet every city suffers from this. It mm-hmm. just, we're here. You yeah. know what I mean? We're this is what we're experiencing now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure other other cities do it. You talk yeah. to anybody else. From a different city, and, and they'll tell you the well, same shit. Well, Sacramento has like a weird situation too, though, where the the city, like the backbone of Sacramento is the government, mm. right? There's Straight so many up. state yeah, and government like employees the here. What's going on? You know, that's like most of our economy is that. So, like when you take a city, you know, like a, a different city, like Austin, right? Like mm-hmm. Austin didn't have any identity or backbone before, already, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like when the, the their efforts and their push to like create something was oh look at this creative thing we're getting some attention for we can put all our energy and focus on that right Mm -hmm. whereas like so you know their newspapers their their media all that stuff they focused on those things in sacramento um i mean i believe that's something that's starting to change like the the, especially with daryl steinberg and you know like yeah trying to allocate funds for creative causes and he talks about it a lot and he brings Mm -hmm. up that into the world but it until very very recently there hasn't been like a a city support structure for anything creative going on Mm -hmm. you know like art hotel happened with almost no city support at all Mm -hmm. and that was like i heard that that even in the bay area yeah no i mean like there like there were city planners that helped us Mm -hmm. like talk about it and figure out what we needed to get done but no actual but then like art street actually had city support and actually had things that happened for Mm -hmm. it like well they've seen the success of art hotel and they're like oh shit this could bring people here like oh yeah 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 and it's um 
but it's like a weird situation where Sacramento's focus isn't creativity or arts. Yeah. Because, but it's it would be if it didn't have another focus. Like if if there wasn't an other thing that mattered in Sacramento, which yeah. there is. I mean, we're the capital, we're the, yeah, like yeah, the, the fifth cap- largest right. exactly in the, the world, fucking right? capital of California. Yeah, no, like it matters. <laughs> California right? could be its own but, country, yeah. and we just happen to be the capital. That's so what's it's crazy like, about I it. I think that there's all, like there's all these cities all over the country now. You know, like Kansas City or Minneapolis mm-hmm. or Portland or Austin or yeah. Birmingham, even. You know, like that are like they don't have shit else going on in them. And that's why the focus so the is. Cities like like, oh, yeah. look at this creative uh, like yeah. class Definitely. of millennials that's in here doing stuff, yeah. right? And the, but in Sacramento, we're still like, oh, that's nice, but this this senator was here today to pass this bill. Yeah. Right. That's Did you not see the Dalai Lama motherfucker? I mean, but see, in my opinion, I almost think that's kind of like a weird good thing. I think, yeah. like I said, I always hark back to this weird – it it's almost the New York vibe, and even though I was making funny, but I really I don't want to make parallels and say Sacramento's New York, but I think no, no. I think of the idea that there's just a lot of resistance. Like the most haters live here, and I will throw <laughs> my hat in the ring, and I'm like I'm very critical. Yeah, yeah. But also in the idea of understanding that I have been very blessed to see a lot of like talented Amazing people, and know a lot talents, of talented people yeah. for sure. And and everybody has the same narrative. It's like man, I can't. Do fucking shit at home like some of the dopest mcs dancers b-boys anything that you know that's out there happening right now a lot of the motherfuckers you'd be surprised that are either have come from here or have really honed their craft here yeah and without notice and i almost think there's some kind of um i don't know i think there's something to that i think that if you could work on your craft without being like overexposed but also be around enough creatives to still keep relevant and almost feel jaded almost feel like man fuck Sacramento yeah. I'm gonna go out and that do my super thing super critical eye that like exactly just, as, as soon as you come out of here just like a refined polished diamond because everybody yeah. hates it. and then come so back much. and Sacramento well, still yeah. hates it yeah. <laughs> but I was like <laughs> I, I kind of like so that hard. it does create a weird phenomenon I think too where like in a city like Portland before it was cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, like you know, creative, artistic things were bubbling up in Portland, and the city was like, oh, let's grasp onto this shit, and let's, yeah. the, let's look at this, right? Yeah. And then the people were like, oh, look at this and thing now that's in we'll my newspaper. Yeah. Something that's really interesting is happening in Sacramento. And I is, think that's where your point is, goes, yeah. Well, is that, like, we could the be at city that point is, now. It isn't, like, latching on to it yeah. so much. Not but yet. the people are. But yes. The people, and, and, and the people will and dictate that. And that's a weird thing for the yeah. people to latch on, want it, and crave it, yeah. and latch on to it. Before the yeah. city, before the media, yeah. before any of that. Because I, I really legitimately do know a lot of people that are making it. At with a creative yeah. living in Sacramento mm-hmm. now, and a that's comfortable like, living. Yeah. I think that's a W yeah. regardless. Just if if oh, you're an artist, sure. wanted yeah, yeah. to report to nobody else to do well. my work for the day. That's yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think that's really. I think that what I think you struck it on the head. I think there is a dynamic change. Um, I yeah. don't know if this is something that's happened in the past, and I want to say there might have been points maybe in the past where you would see maybe a kind of a hike in that collaboration. Yeah. Uh, I think just talking about now i i think because of the social media and because there's a lot of easier ways to connect and also put your shit out there uh, i think instantly you kind of see things uh change a lot faster mm-hmm. and i think because uh, a lot of this generation is now is at the helm of kind of producing whatever it is you want to produce yeah. um you could kind of dictate that where we could break that that stigma or at least try yeah. and if it's not broken through in our generation let's hope that generation that's either influenced or seeing us gets to that point because it seems like 
this is probably the most that you're seeing in terms of outpouring and support from a city because like anything that's happened on this street obviously and just kind yeah. of mm-hmm. a certain events that you would never think that would fly i don't know a couple years ago yeah, so now where it's sure. like it's staples motel monday you're like yeah. that's a foreign idea i was into it but i'm also a 90s baby born in the right. bay area that i'm into this old school hip-hop specific vibe and that's a very limited yeah. lane like there's not a lot of places you can go and listen to that kind the of three music. years strong so i so hella it's appreciate like, that shit yeah. <laughs> well, it's also like it's so like motown on mondays in sacramento right yes. like so motown on mondays started in san francisco yes eight years ago um you know and then me and, me and my ex-wife became friends with the people that did it down there mm-hmm. they asked us if we wanted to bring it to sacramento we brought it to sacramento you know it's it's gone through a lot we're three years in now and it's just fu- it's funny like the other day epic made a post online that was talking about sacramento haters right it was <laughs> like so people shout out epic never yeah, do this pod but you will please it's yeah. like, <laughs> so, no so he's talking about like how he heard people complaining that we were playing songs that weren't motown songs right? i heard about it's that, like yes. whatever you know like yeah. it's a it's a vibe more than it's a sp- record label, specifics you know? yeah but anyways, setting that aside, but DJ Shortcut commented on that post and was like, Damn. dude, I played, out DJ he's like, I played <laughs> sa- the SAC Motown party twice. It's one of the best parties I've ever played in the world. And that fool has played parties all, all over, over the, the world. entire world. That, exactly. yeah, that's like, all the backing you need yeah, right like, there. Like, well, yeah, it's like it's it, not even it, bad. It's like more just validation. Like exactly. it's not and it always comes up to the DJ. Like it's not about like what you're thinking, what you want. It's like really when you're DJing, it's like, yo, this is, like, this is what I'm giving you. I'm making For this sure. party rock, and I think here's the gift. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No, I think that that's something that's, uh, I think that that's something that's missing too. Like a lot, like this idea that the DJs are supposed to be tastemakers, man. Like, For real? you know, like mm-hmm. if I sit down like with DJ Epic or Billy Lane, and uh, like if I'm gonna go online and I'm gonna play myself some Motown music, or I'm gonna have those guys sit me down and be all, like, listen to these and listen to this playlist, they're both gonna play better shit than I'll ever play, mm-hmm. right? Or like 99% of people will ever play because they they know their music, like they they're that's what they do. That's yeah. like every Nine day, day, all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and this idea that you could just come up and request Drake because oh. you want <laughs> you, <know>? <laughs> <laughs> you want to get turned I, I up I and right quick. Seeing, and then I love get seeing mad bi- when it's like not yeah. played. I love know? seeing Billy's post when he when he's talking about the requests that he gets <laughs> on specific days. Yeah. and Dustin as well. It's, it's so, so fucking ridiculous, funny. dude. We were one of our in our first like six months. This chick was there for her twenty first birthday. And she came up to us and was like, hey, can you play something that we could dance to and what? rock with you from Michael Jackson was playing? Right. Wow. And I'm like, if <laughs> I was you, like, you can't, can't dance do that. Michael Jackson. <laughs> then just this then go is kill yourself. I'm surprised you made it this far. Yeah, yeah, How old are you? 21. Go kill yeah, yourself. No, just the golden bear. We'll go to golden bear. When we didn't play any crunked out rap music. But that's the dynamic you kind of have yeah, to yeah. play with, at least for now. But obviously, See, we don't even have to play with it. So, like, throwing Motown Mondays, one of the most important lessons I learned about throwing that party. Like, so I don't DJ at that party, but I learned that if you do a party that the DJs love what they're doing, right. they actually want to play that, that shit. So much it, ma- it makes yeah. such a difference. Mm-hmm. And maybe it starts slower, and maybe, like, you are not as popular in the beginning, but, like, 
We're three years in now. It's slammed every week. It's by far the busiest place you go on Monday night. night. And it's not going to go anywhere yeah. because they're not going to get burned out. They love they actually it. Love like, do Motown, they do Motown is do. such a fixture on love Motown really Mondays. Is. Shouts out Motown Mondays, Billy Lane. Low yeah. I was there every Monday All like the two summers ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's – I mean, it's – dude, we just – it's cracking yeah. every Monday. Yeah, you know, last, we, we started opening – they closed block in the winter. We started opening again. Because it's just the demand and amount of people there. Like, both bars are packed now because yeah. we're just on a this Monday on night. a Monday night. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, like, our, our three-year – or uh, what was it? July 3rd, the night before the 4th. We had, like, a line, like, a block long for, like, yeah. half of the night. That's you know, crazy. like, it was crazy, you know? But it ain't, though. It yeah. cra- it's crazy, but it's yeah. not. Because if after the f- first year, like, it's – like just nonstop, yeah. So, like I, nonstop. So that brings me back to the, my point I was saying about how the the city isn't supporting the arts and entertainment as much as the people are. Mm-hmm. Like our, it's it's a really interesting thing where our people are hungrier for arts and entertainment and they're not getting fed it by the city. Yes, because the reason there's not more parties and more DJs and more clubs every single night is like entertainment permits and like the, the city locking down on different mm-hmm. things like that and permitting issues and like curfew and curfews yeah. and so there would be even more to do and plenty of people to do it right now if the city was getting behind it a little bit yeah. more and they're starting to mm-hmm. it's getting better right it's definitely getting better but th- like when we did art street there were things that nobody even knew how to deal with like in a permitting mm. and code issue where we're just like we're like, well, this, this is, is how we're doing. This city the process, is doing yeah, the it, process you know? is so convoluted too. Like yeah. it's just you have to jump through all kinds of hoops to do something like that. Especially here though, because I mean, I'm seeing it from the restaurant side, and it's so much just to go through just to even get your doors open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I can only imagine where trying to throw an event or trying to do a you know like a nightclub situation or a one off or whatever it is. It's like yeah. how many permits and how much does it cost just for me to run one thing where yeah. one you go night. to a different city and they're like Yeah, no, well, that we sounds just, fun. Just we, the it. city <laughs> just created an ordinance that uh that nightclubs that have entertainment yeah. have to have this ID scanner that takes your photo when they scan your Ugh, ID and it's I only during that. entertainment. But mm. that machine costs six thousand dollars. Oh my god! Right? And that's so like accrued not, by o- the, not yeah. only do you have like the entertainment permit barrier to entry, mm-hmm. now you have a six thousand dollar ID scanner that barrier to entry. That is mandatory. Like, that's the thing that Sacramento just did, right? Like, that, that just happened. Like, and you said they're ago. on board with all this. And I mean, it's getting <laughs> better, but then there's but also like that yeah. like. This, so like Oakland, it, so like there's been like artist crackdowns on warehouses and, yeah. and things like that, and everybody's like, oh, it's like the ghost ships fault in Oakland, right? Mm-hmm. First off, that place was a death trap. I mean, it had <laughs> stairs that were built out of pallets and had no second floor exit and like yeah. all that stuff. So that, very unfortunate. Setting, yeah. setting that all aside, the Oakland's like city response to that was they sent the fire department around all these warehouses to see how they could help them get up the code. code. And they did it? Yeah, they helped yeah. people get up the code. Yeah. Well, wow. that's I mean, like it, a, well they, so that's yeah. there were some of them they still shut down. Yeah. But the vast majority, they were like, look, these are all the things that need to happen for wow. you to be up the code. We're not going to just immediately shut that's you down amazing. right now. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's like, so everybody blame things that happened in Sacramento on that ghost ship fire. And I'm like, 
but that's not how the city that opened up. Yeah. Exactly, because nobody read, kept on reading. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no one kept on reading about yeah. the improvements that were developed Yeah, it's on. like they responded to it. They're mm-hmm. like, look, this is a problem, but yeah. let's see how we can solve this problem. That's Instead not just of, put nah, our foot down fuck and that shut shit. all of you Don't down. Don't ever do you that. Know, like, yeah. And that's, you know, that that's the approach that I think more cities should embrace. Yeah. yeah. That kind of stuff. Hopefully Sacramento <laughs> fucking – I mean, I think it is. I we think, like I said, better. to your We're point, yeah, better. I want to say. I so think yeah. that people yeah. would, like, right now, a lot of people that are coming up in Sacramento, they leave and go somewhere else and represent our city. But I would love for people, like, to stay and represent our city or mm. people to come from L.A. and people to come from the Bay Area to come to Sacramento to make it. Like, I feel like this is really the proving ground and this is where people should be coming. I mean, I felt that way the whole time, but then humans are going to be humans. I think there's been a long trail, and I think there's still a lot of talent here. Uh, I think there always will be, and that's not to say other cities don't. Obviously, we're going to be biased towards our own hometown, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I think another weird thing that Sacramento has working for it, too, is like, I mean, rent prices are going up, and people are moving here from the Bay and stuff, but... we're ne- like it's not <laughs> ever going to be a, it's not ever going to be as serious. bad as it is in like like in Austin everybody that exactly. wants to live in a cool city in Texas wants to live in Austin yeah, yeah. Right? immediately it's fucked thing, up there. everybody wants to live in a cool city in Oregon wants to live in Portland, Portland. Yeah. that's true we're not ever going to be the number one on we the are list the of fourth cool option in California California, California yeah. right LA so like and we the have Area, the opportunity yeah. to like become a cool city mm-hmm. but not become the most ridiculously expensive city in I the think state. that's where the that'll silver lining happen. is yeah. you know, that'll never ever happen because I think we'll this influx, there's an influx of a lot of city people what I notice a lot of cats from the east coast New York Boston particular yeah a lot of Francisco, a lot of L.A., just because they can't afford their respective places, and they need to be in California either for work or climate, whatever the case is. But Sacramento's, I think right now, the only place that you can occupy that is in Fresno that has a city. And it's the most affordable in comparison to San Francisco, L.A., San Diego. There was just a thing. I can't remember the news outlet for it, but I just heard it like yesterday that Sacramento was like rated the number one place in the country to rent. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, because like mm-hmm. it, when you consider everything, the, everything about yeah. the city and the cost of living yeah. and all the different, and stuff, it's California, like, we were the most desirable place yeah. to right. rent in the entire country. Yeah, which makes sense because people are like, oh my god, a one bedroom apartment's a thousand dollars in Midtown. Exactly. I'm all it's thirty five hundred. Because we're living here, yeah. that's <laughs> the difference. But people coming in, they're like, shall buy like three houses, please. <laughs> yeah, like cash yeah. down, homie. Well, like then a, yeah. I have a sort of controversial opinion about that because I have a lot of friends that have been affected by rents mm-hmm. going up but like yeah i've never there, there's no city in the world where you can live in the m- coolest most desi- desirable and neighborhood and like work at starbucks yeah right like that <laughs> yeah. it's and, inevitable but yeah. five years ago you could you could live in midtown and work at starbucks yeah. five years ago right <laughs> like, yeah definitely it's true. you yeah, know definitely. and 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 you can't kind of anymore and no. sure that's a bummer but it's not a bummer like it that's isn't. you know those, it's for the better yeah. it just depends on the people that preoccupied this place how do we deal with it going forward whether it's you advance and help out or whatever the case is it seems like okay we can't stop sleeping let's yeah. like do some shit because i think with this influx of energy a lot of these people are going to bring their vibe to it and i've already seen For it just sure. on my end in the restaurant well, world those, those you people, see a lot of that those yeah. people like um you know th- those people that are coming in are creating the opportunity the reason that i know a hundred people that make a living as creative people now mm-hmm. and five years ago i didn't right there that's why that exists now yeah. and it didn't then they're also creating 
the reason why you can have a party on a Monday night with a line down the block, yeah. right? Like, you know, like these, those That's things are saying. happening. Yeah. And then even like talent wise, like one of the best guest DJs we've ever had at Motown. And I had him play like a few silent discos at art street was DJ Richter. And mm-hmm. he came from the Bay, he moved up here mm-hmm. and that dude's a badass yeah. man. And he like, he had to come here and then try and make it. He's trying to make his way in Sacramento now. Yeah coming from there and he's he's one of the best djs in sacramento mm-hmm. now you know like yeah. it's, and it, that so it goes both ways that it cr- is creating a, an economy that gives opportunity and that's that's the weird part like the people are the economy for the arts and creativity here now yeah for and sure. they're the support for it more than the government and the media which is backwards yeah. from the way it happens everywhere else true yeah. But you also mentioned earlier and, you know, like about yeah. that grant. So, like, what was that about? So, there, I mean, the city did just allocate $500,000 in creative economy uh, grants to um, – I, I mean, we, nobody knows who got them yet, but yeah. I know a bunch of people that applied for them. What's the detail? Like, like what's the wh- – So, wh- they, they were handing out 250000 in $5,000 grants wow. and then 250000 in $25,000 mm-hmm. or less grants, you know um, – and they um, had like eight different categories that they were adding these, giving these grants to, you know. Um, and it, I mean, it was all cr- up and down the board mm-hmm. of installations or just marketing for mm-hmm. arts and culture. And, um, you know, and the deadline was m- Sunday at midnight, right? Uh, but I think there's. What do you have to submit? the end of it. There was an application process mm-hmm. that you had to submit. And it, uh, actually, like. I I filled out one like Saturday. I finally did it or Friday or something like that. But I but I was like reluctant because I'm like I don't want to go through this long laborious government. That's how they get you. <laughs> that but bureaucracy. No, but it wasn't that bad. Was it was weird. It was like ten I was pages. Like, Whoa, this was like super easy to yes. fill out. Twenty five thousand dollars and this. And then the, the, the one the minutes. one thing that really required some like technical you know locking down on it was the budget. Yeah, you had to give a line item budget for what you were going to exactly yeah. do so with they can all allocate the money that you're asking. Like, Yo, yeah. here's going to my rent you know? and my fucking grocery. Yeah. <laughs> no, bro. That ain't art. Well, I mean, it helps me. Well, but, but, but then you could be like, I'm going to paint this mural. This is the labor cost for that. So exactly. you can pay yourself. You yeah. could pay yourself in those. Uh, and grants, that's how it would. But yeah. you couldn't just be like rent and groceries. So you had yeah. to be yeah. like this much. I actually have to be active with this, something in the foresight. Labor, yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that was really cool. That, and they had, like, they had a week, or they had a few weeks where they were doing workshops, and there, like, there were mm-hmm. different people giving workshops on how to apply for these grants, nice. and like what exactly they were looking for, and Dope. all those different things. I, I, I kind of had some insight into it because of my involvement with Art Street, like mm-hmm. what the city is mm-hmm. kind of looking for, yeah, with what they, what they're, how they're trying to move forward now. You know, like we're basically there. So I think that Daryl Steinberg and other people are starting to realize that there is an economic bonus and impact mm. to supporting the creative economy in Sacramento, and they need to prove it now, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of these grants were – the pro- I think the projects that end up winning it are going to be the projects that best – show like hey look this is you know this is worth our time and our money because mm-hmm. look at the, the results output, yeah. of this happening you yeah. know um so i think that's where they're trying to go with mm-hmm. it now it's like there are certain people that have progressive views on these things in our government now that are now trying to prove to the rest of our government that these things Actually are worth are worth out. doing yeah. you know could be a changing of the times i mean shit <laughs> we got a crazy ass president so oh i God. think anything's possible <laughs> 
Anything's <laughs> fucking possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Talk into about that it. a little bit. Let's get into that. Sounds fun. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I know a ton of people in the hip-hop scene here. You know, um, I'm good friends with Bru Lee, and I'm really good friends with Ernie from Who Cares, and and I'm, you know, I'm friends with Monty Bush and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, TPR and all those guys. And, um, you know, like at Art Street, we had, uh, we had like Monty Bush throw together a b-boy battle. And it was like this one-off thing. It came out and there were like 150 people there. Wow. All like just flipping out and stoked for this b-boy battle that we had. I remember me and Sean Burner bought this piece of the linoleum and tied it to the <laughs> roof of his truck and it was whistling the whole way home. <laughs> it was <laughs> the whole way back to Art Street. Yeah. It was a trip. It was pouring rain. That was that was an f- interesting experience. But um and then like I have a, fr- a bunch of friends that are MCs at ZFG. I'm good friends with Andrew and all those and you know Paul Willis and all those guys and th- there's not like a there's not a consistent hub for that stuff necessarily, especially yeah. Midtown. Soul Collective is, right? Like, Soul Collective mm-hmm. supports that community and does a ton of stuff it's for that community. It's such an intimate space. For though. sure. It yeah. is, it's great, right? But, um, I don't, I, like, I, I love bringing stuff to the, like, opening other people's eyes to things and bringing more people into stuff, right? And then also just kind of a personal beef that of mine that has nothing to do with Sacramento like at all, but just in general, there's a lot of really interesting, awesome, like creative hip hop that's happening right yeah, now. Definitely. And like nobody's hearing it. It's like yeah. buried in SoundCloud. It's like you go there, you'll find some rapper you've never heard of and they'll have some like funky electronic jazzy beat that sounds amazing and it has a lot of twists and turns in just the beat and then they're rapping on it and they're not talking about like hoes and bitches and drugs yeah. mm-hmm. but oh like they're actually talking about in, intellectual like interesting deep, and you can understand and stories. hear what they're saying and yeah. stories. Jesus. and it's like why isn't that st- like like w- if you wanted to hear something like that like where would you even go right now right. yeah like you know so other than soundcloud, <laughs> SoundCloud. Uh, yeah, other than SoundCloud <laughs> but like yeah. and then so there's all these parties happening and there's some parties that are like hip-hop centric but then they're, they're like little yachty and yg yeah, 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 and it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. this but i'll take it asses in the, the places they do, it makes but sense I, I, yeah. I personally just True. I don't like that stuff yeah. at all Garbage. right republican and, and hip-hop <laughs> 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 no but I, I think back to like the, the you know yeah. so the name Sugar Hill and like the roots of hip hop was you know it just started with kids in the neighborhood making noise like with what they had available to them that's it and then they were expressing themselves with like poetry and lyrics and then there were people that b boy dancing and there were people making beats out of old records and slices mm-hmm. like that and at the time that that happened that was like the freshest newest thing around right mm-hmm. and now. We have some old school. Hi- There's a couple old school hip hop nights, and they're cool, right? And old school hip hop's cool. Um, and then there's the newer hip hop stuff that's like top forty hip hop that I can't really stand. <laughs> but, <laughs> then, but there's nothing. Press club there, top forty. Yeah, yeah, oh there, but God. there's no like. Th- there is still very much that vibe that happened in the streets of New York in the late '70s in hip hop. Now there's still some of the newest, freshest, creative music that's happening, and it's happening in hip hop and nobody's hearing it you know like probably as many people as were in those parties in those neighborhoods in new york are hearing it on you know on the internet now and that's what i'm trying to actually bring 
with this party, Sugar Hill, that I'm going to start at Cosecha. The first one's this Thursday. This Thursday. Um, the third. Boom. Oh, and right five to ten. It's five to ten, so it's earlier because I mean this yeah. part, this this new spot, La Cosecha, if you haven't heard about it, is in Cesar Chavez Park. Super new. Like it's mm. in the park. So part of the park. So yeah, essentially, it's, like, it's a party it at a Cesar huge, Chavez Park. Yeah, it has a huge outdoor patio, and. I mean, this first one, a good friend of mine, Ernie Fresh, is going to come, and he's going to DJ, and he's going to rap, and he's going to paint a mural with his homie Lil Pan on a big, like, with spray paint, right? Wow. And I'm going to be DJing the rest of it, not as well as Ernie will be DJing, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> doing my best. <laughs> and then, uh, but I'm, I, I have, like, hundreds of, like, just jazzy, electronic, funky, like, chill beats, and then, like, random, like... Uh, an MC that is like this guy, Prob Cause, just released mm. this album on SoundCloud where he just got like 10 different amazing producers that like, you know, headline EDM festivals to produce interesting beats for him to rap on. You know, like that's wow. that album's rad and nobody's heard it. Right. I have no it's, idea what you're talking about. I mean, about all the songs have like 15,000 plays on SoundCloud. Yeah. So like 15,000 people in the world have heard it. Yeah. Pro- I mean. Probably like out of the three hundred billion. Yeah, 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 it's like. <laughs> but that's where you. It's interesting because yeah. we talk about it, and it's uh, it's a perspective thing. Because yeah. I wanted to ask, like, okay, I don't think hip hop has gotten this far. Like, I think I was listening to what was I listening to? People talk about Jay Z's four four four. Okay, mixed reviews. Regardless, not the point. The point is there's an MC now that is somehow still mainstream relevant, but hitting this age. I don't think in the inception of hip-hop we haven't seen it get this far so yeah i think anything's open to the idea because there's always this ilk of oh that's the old stuff this is the new this is how hip-hop has survived the years is because of this constant evolution but is it safe to say or can we say that you can't lose your roots before you go forward or still continue to promote all facets of it because they're all relevant regardless. That's I, like watching ACDC when yeah, I go on tour. Relevant. Yeah, I, I think mean, they're, yeah. I think they're the all phone. relevant, but something that comes to mind for me was, uh, if you watch the Defiant ones yes. Yes. on HBO, yes. do you remember like in the last one when, when Dr. Dre like very kind of subtly under under conversation was like, was like, yeah, man, there's like a lot of shit that's bad and, you know, Compton and ironically, a lot of it's kind of my fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. You remember that? Right. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that. Shit well, it sets a certain precedence when you minute, hit mainstream. Right? Cause this dude yeah. created gangster mm-hmm. rap and he kind of regrets it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, like I think people got it twisted where I don't really yeah. do this. This is yeah, more yeah, reflective yeah. of just the neighborhood. No, it, it, but it became a personal testimony. And then all of a sudden, like, I mean, they were all just talking about their lives and yeah, real right. life experience which i totally respect and yeah. um but the fact that dr dre was like i kind of on record you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, i'm kind of responsible I'm for kinda all this responsible shit for a lot yeah. of My this bad. shit you know yeah. like it's like whoa <laughs> wait a minute you know and and i think that i know i know so many people that will just immediately not listen to hip-hop yeah it's so weird it's it so weird because yeah. it's like some of the most intelligent, insightful stuff that's ever been put on yeah. wax is hip hop. I think the people biggest thing is because the spectrum's it, you know? so big. Like, if you say hip hop, people still can't discern like gangster rap, hip hop. Yeah. Even though lyrics aside, like it's like those are two different genres. As if it's soft rock, hard rock, you know, glam yeah. rock, whatever. I think hip hop is going through those weird stages where there is subculture underneath subculture underneath subculture, yeah. but it all stems from this same like uh, open idea. And I think that's where the 
And but I, I think, think the idea is closing yeah. is the problem. Yeah. Like in hip hop and mainstream hip hop, mainstream hip hop for the sure. The idea of hip hop is closing. Yes, in right? mainstream. There's a there's a grammatic song that's called the culture, mm-hmm. and in the beginning of it. It's this dude just talking on mm-hmm. a mic, and I don't know who it is, but he's like, this girl came up to me and was like, yo, can you play me some hip-hop? And I was playing breakbeats, mm-hmm. and I was like, that is hip-hop. <laughs> and they were yeah. like, no. Breakbeats is hip-hop. Yeah. B-boys are hip-hop. Yeah. You know, the fashion is hip-hop. Yeah. Graffiti is hip-hop. you got to know the culture before you're going to say it. Mm-hmm. You're talking about rap. Yeah. Rap is different See, than hip-hop. Absolutely. You know, and like, But and I think that's where that's the problem. It yeah. lies because it – how do you tell a generation that wasn't born in that? Because, like I yeah. said, hip-hop, this is the first time we're seeing it elapse. What is it now? Almost 50, 60 years? What is it? 40, yeah. 50, 60? I mean, Cool Herc was yeah, like 70, 70, 70, 70, 77. Yeah. I think yeah. 77. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Essentially so that's 40 it's, years. That's yeah. 40 years. So 40 yeah. years right now, this is what we're seeing is I don't ever want to discredit this new generation as much as there's For a lot sure, of music yeah. where i'm like yo i don't understand half of that shit and i need to turn on my subliminal like i don't know what's going on like i don't know if this is english or what but yeah. what i do understand about that and i've said it on the pod before is i think the energy that hip-hop brought to obviously people that were either not heard or trying to represent or tell a story from their side i think that's what's happening now whether the style, you know, it's like it's different. Like, you know, yeah. boom bap rap versus quick tongue versus, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. there's this evolution where it's this tasteful. But I think at the end of the day, ultimately, the expressions out there, like when the, the Migos Joe Button thing, fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking funny. You look at their oh, outfits, you're God. like, hilarious. But then you go back to like African Bombada. Like, yo, I show you a picture of African Bombada. You'd be like, yo, this is Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, these yeah, motherfuckers yeah, look yeah, like they sure. just got off a spaceship. And there was a B-Boy jam on the spaceship or something. But it's like there's a similar parallel there. And to me, African Babata goes down as like one of the greatest. So whether it's now it's so awkward, but I don't ever want to – even for me anyways, I don't want to say like, yo, that shit's whack. I think there's something to be said and say like I don't like it. but I I don't think it's whack. I just don't necessarily enjoy it. Exactly. But also it's like – it's just like two percent of what hip hop is. Yes, right? exactly. And yes. that's the thing is like a lot yeah. of the a lot of people are like, no, this is hip hop. I'm like, that's two percent mm-hmm. of hip hop, but it's not like you yeah. know. And it, so like a problem I had with um, the the flyer I showed you for Sugar Hill earlier, right? Yeah. I put I, I when I first made that flyer, mm-hmm. right? The tagline was like, old school hip hop, fresh new sound. But then everybody just immediately was like, oh, so the you're going to play like, oh, you know, I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh not. new I sound. Like, I, gotta, I was yeah. like, I got to leave hip hop off of this. Yeah, like, you bra- do. Yeah. The branding of this yeah. needs to say hip hop. So people kind of understand that. But yeah. the word hip hop has been so just yeah. Yeah. psychologically yeah. embedded with like, you know, this one thing yeah. that is just a tiny fraction of what yeah. it is. Well, it's almost so vague now. It's like, what yeah. is hip hop? It's like everything that has to do with this generation of urban music and this look. Because it's like I, you can't discern because, like I said, the, people don't either the know vagne- rap. The vagueness doesn't bother me as much mm. as the people that take it too specific. Mm. Right? Like, I don't, like, hip hop's a broad term, right? It is. Like, at this party, it it's like rock. Hill, yeah, exactly. I'm going to play, like, so, like a beat that has no lyrics and it's just jazzy and funky and it's electronic or yeah. whatever, right? That's going to happen. Yeah. And people are like, this isn't hip hop. And I'm like, mm. yeah, it is. Yeah. Exactly. You might have theory. to have, like, a, a one hour lecture before this starts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, everybody bring a well, goddamn hoping, note page. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, though, 
all the fools that I know that are MCs and all the fools I know that are beat makers and all the graffiti artists, they yeah. know. Yeah. Right? They're going to go. They're not going to have to be taught anything. Yeah. They're going to hear the stuff I'm playing. They're, they're going to hear the it. stuff we're doing. And they'll vibe and they're going to be like, this is tight. I'm vibing out to this. It's the public that needs to be taught. like How to be more eclectic. You know, yeah. how to like just because yeah. some dude isn't in the auto-tune talking about fucking <laughs> some girl. This, this is, is still a little hip-hop. different. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, but maybe syrup. this, yeah. maybe this is the situation. Maybe because that look of hip hop has only graced like mainstream, maybe to a small degree. Because yeah. everybody's gonna say it. Like a lot of people are controversial about Run DMC, and you can say Run DMC is the first to get out there. Yeah. But fucking every MC before that, be like, man, fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. yo, that motherfuckers took all of our shit. Yeah, yeah. Like. But they were able to brand it in such a way where, sure. yo, it's able to be consumed. That's I like think Sugar from, Hill Gang. But I think yeah. from that most, point. The most popular song. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think in, from in that point. history was made by some schmucks. Yeah. yeah. And everybody yeah. doesn't. I mean, hurts. people that enjoy the culture or are really big fans of they, it they look like, at that as not that. E- those guys didn't even live in Sugar Hill, the neighborhood. No, they, they, they weren't even rap. <laughs> they weren't even rappers. But still, it goes down in hip hop history is that. So I think that. To your point, though, I think it's it's important to do this event. I think that's the fucking dopest event because, like yeah. you said, there is an underbelly of this culture that has never died. Hence yeah. why b-boying is still fucking amazing. Hence why people still do graffiti. For Hence sure. why people still do – like, they DJ old school, like, yo, with the records. Like, yeah. I remember going to Motown Mondays, and they did that one time. I was like, yeah. that's the illest shit because – Yeah, when Charlie is, Ramos does his all vinyl sets or yes. when Epic yeah. did his all vinyl exactly. set. Exactly. Yeah. It's – it's amazing because there's no but laptop. There's nothing. And they all know the ins and stuff's, outs of that, that music. Stuff's even a, that stuff's amazing, right? But, like, yeah. I was just at a beat showcase that Philharmonic does once a month at uh, Soul Collective. And it's, like, a little 10-minute beat set thing, but it's rad. DiBiase came in there mm. and dropped, like, a 10-minute beat Shout set. Out this out like on, the su- on the Sunday, the 22nd, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's just, just like ten minutes of this amazing atmospheric, just yeah. rad stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. That, like not? you're not gonna play in an all vinyl set. Yeah, but you know, or like the they're like uh, Amp Live and Eli did an album together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The album's amazing, right? And it's like every song just has all these twists and turns, mm-hmm. you know? Because there's this thing about like, so one thing I've learned starting to learn how to DJ the last few months and watching hella DJs and paying attention, DJs think about songs and music a little bit differently. Oh, definitely. Like, we're trying to go into the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, you're trying to flow into it. Like, e- Epic will do, like, a power mix at the end of Motown Mondays where for, like, 20 minutes he'll play, like, 40 songs, right? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. Like, the fire. Get it in. Yeah. Get it in Poison. Right? Yeah. Poison. So, but then, so you have a producer like Amp Live playing – uh, or producing a hip hop album, it's just like in front all of your, these yeah. waves mm-hmm. and these ins and outs. Different like looks, like yeah. the, this song, like it's still the same song, but thir- you know the next verse sounds totally different than the verse before it, but still the same. And it's mm-hmm. like ten songs, you know. In one. So it's like yeah. there's just really interesting stuff. Like Grammatic, his last album, uh, Epigraph, you know, or Epigram, maybe. Um, the way that he did that with MCs, like that sounds like a hip hop album to me. Or even Calvin Harris's new album mm-hmm. is really oh, good. Yeah. I don't Fucking give a shit dope. about Calvin Harris. I don't like right. Calvin when Harris. When I heard that all. shit, I was like, that album's fuck. great. I don't even care about all the rappers on there. Future no, it's just Migos, the way he produced like, the motherfuckers. The way that album yeah. sounds, and every song has its mm-hmm. twists and turns, and it's like, using, like it's not using. synonymous with the guy. I'm like, Calvin no. Harris, sure. But whatever this will just put out, I'm like, so yo, this is like a lot of different it's sounds. It's like there's amazing old school hip hop, like, you know, Wu Tang. 
thing, but mm-hmm. it's just the same beat for four yeah. minutes, right? Yeah. And an MC on it. Yeah. And there's just all this, I- like Chance the mm. Rapper has a lot of different yeah. elements and parts to and ups and to downs each song, to, yeah. to each song, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, that's the kind of stuff, like, not only do I want to kind of educate, for lack of a better word right now, people on what hip hop really is. I want to educate people on what it can be, too. You know, like, because yeah. there is the ultimate form. And of I'm not like I'm not making all this new shit, but I'm listening to it. And it's awesome. And you, right? know, it's out <laughs> like, you know, it's out there. Yeah, I know it's out there. Like, that's the kind of stuff, you know, like, who cares? Or it was mm-hmm. was dope. Yeah. Man. And mm-hmm. they had all the horns with Jamal on the horns mm-hmm. and on D on the key the keys and singing and then Ernie rapping and DJing like mm-hmm. they had a lot of different elements and ups and downs of their songs mm-hmm. it wasn't a beat for four minutes and somebody rapping yeah. on it right and like that it, it, I love that yeah. I love that so much you know and I think yeah I think that shit stays alive I mean yeah. fuck I'm a big hieroglyphics fan hieroglyphics like, dope but this is funny though because hieroglyphics forever has stayed very relevant but to the common person it's like Oh, I remember that shirt in like the nineties and then whatever. <laughs> yeah. But little be known, like yo, the logo before yeah. But yeah. then again, it's like yo, they've been doing so much, and I think it's one of those things where uh, mainstream hip hop and uh, hip hop uh, underground or whatever you want to call it, that subculture, it rears its head sometimes, and it comes in, I think, almost to restore balance in a way, because like you said, like yo, DBS showed up and played a ten minute set, because in all honesty, every MC that's out there is very aware of the fact that their influences mm-hmm. at whatever generation. Yeah. And I think it's cool when you do see them because yeah. it's not necessarily giving the old school validation, but it's almost like we're eye to eye. Yes. Different generations, but yo, we're still rocking the same vibe, still yeah. rocking the same energy. And I think if anything gets uh, kind of remembered as this continues on, it's, it is the f- ultimate form of expression. It is the, you don't know what's going to fucking happen because yeah. you can't anticipate something because all of a sudden something gets thrown in your face. You're like, don't know what that shit is. That shit's <laughs> fucking tight. For sure. <laughs> and that's the beautiful part because hip hop is that vague. Yeah. It's that and, whatever. And I mean, that's whatever like goes. at Sugar Hill, I'm going to play a lot of just beats yeah. and I'm going to encourage everybody I know that's an MC to come out and fucking freestyle in a circle yeah. with some homies you yeah. know like oh, get yeah. in there and do that stuff you yeah know? it seems like that's even a lost art where it's like yeah, yo, really, yeah. sway in the morning uh, luckily to him he'll so still rock it but so i'm like yo that's I, funny I, motherfucker I, I, DJ'd, I dj'd a silent disco on the river two saturdays ago mm. and um a bunch of my homies that were mcs were there and they're people that i've been kind of telling about sugar hell and want them to get out there mm. and then so i was w- i like j- i did it i just started playing a bunch of beats on my channel you know the, on the silent disco because you could do the three different channels and there were like six guys for an hour in a circle just rapping mm-hmm. on the river. It was great because nobody That's else could hear dope. that shit unless yeah. they had the headphones. Yeah. So you're just hearing these people rap. It's like, you, know? yeah, you don't yeah. hear anything yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah. But I just played beats and they were into it and they were stoked and yeah. they were all freestyle rapping for like an hour straight. Yeah. Right. And it That's was hella tight. fun. You yeah. know, it was hella fun. It's funny that that art is it's still super relevant and. You would almost hope that most MCs have the ability to do that, yeah. Uh, because that is a fucking amazing talent. Like some of the dopest MCs that are out there in the past or now have footage out there of them just in a cipher, just kind of yeah. rocking. And it's like dope to see because I think people lose that. I think I think writing's amazing. I think that's its own separate talent, but able to just really listen to a beat and flow. Like I'm a big admirer of that. Just as much as I am Dude, with people that are just fucking sure. DJing, like scratching. Like I'm yeah. like I was watching. 
Invincible Scratch Pickles at fucking Thudfest or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Like, I was like, I forget <laughs> how yeah. talented, like, how talented and how hard it is to fucking do that. Dude, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm went, like, and saw, I went and saw Dan the Automator, Cubert, and Shortcut <laughs> at Great Northern in San Francisco, right? God, damn. Fucking Dan Shortcut Truth. opened that shit yeah. with a two-hour-long set of all 45s, and wow. he was beat-juggling and scratching yeah. with all 45s, yeah. right? Like, that, like what the dance. hell, dude? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. That shit was crazy. I fire. really think that Master shit's going to come back. Just the way that music sounds back. naturally. That was in a brand-new club in San yeah, Francisco exactly. three months ago. It is coming back. Yeah. back it's like it's not going to come back nah. it is coming yeah. back, right like we can the way that music yeah. sounds now sounds like what they're doing it's yeah. crazy because the way people produce is the way that djs manipulate beats and it yeah. just happens to be the sound of the time for sure which is crazy because when i was listening to like i want to say they flipped out planet rock for like 15 minutes and i was like if i didn't know any better <laughs> you could probably just lay that down as a track and someone could just they did that uh ISP did that against the executioners at DMC like 96. 96. Yeah, exactly. When it was uh, short, it was Q. short, Apollo, Q, and Mike. <laughs> Damn. And yeah. they just that was the squad right there. Fucking <laughs> one of the apocalypse. Yeah, right dude, there. those guys. Shots out executioners though. Executioners yeah, fire yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's right. those kind of things. Swift, for sure. Those guys are killing it. And I think that for better or for worse. We're kind of we're well. We're kind of getting trained. Like it's really hard to listen to like a six minute long song now, where somebody's it just is. playing the same riff and singing. I agree. You know I, I mean? totally agree. So like I was yeah. at, I was at Outside Lands. Um, so like I so I go to Outside Lands almost every year, and I and I was there the year that Paul McCartney played. And it was amazing. Fuck, right? Paul was McCartney was fuck. fucking amazing. Yeah. Wow. But then like two years later, I was there when Elton John played, and it was cool. But, then you're like, but it, it was just like El- like, the, just like the record version playing right yeah. you know, nine this, this nine minute song. I know this. Yeah. 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 It's the same shit. And it was like and I learned one Beatle. I think the reason the Beatles have just stood the test of time. Their shit's short. All their songs are short. <laughs> no, but right? I think their there's songs to that. Take yeah. some turns like, hey, yeah. Jude is seven minutes long. Yes, but it that's like three different songs. Yeah, it's not. You can parcel off each song just like how songs. You know, like Led Zeppelin is kind of the same song forever. And hip hop is kind of like that a lot of old hip-hop is it's a five minute long song mm-hmm. that is five minutes of that sound that beat yeah and it's starting to not be that way that's how queen yeah. was yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. Like bohemian rhapsody was yeah. four different but songs yeah, sure. in one but song. any 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 song that djs like sampled their producer sampled those are all a lot of those are coming from like one song yeah. like a lot of times like any of them like i'm just trying to think off the top of my head but like you could get four or five samples just out of one song, just because that's how many looks they're giving you. Otis, Jay Z, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. great example. It's like that's the key, and I think that's the key now. Whether it goes back to long form, maybe that's in a little bit, but right now, that is that two three minute like really soft spot. If not, you're fucking dipping and diving, and you're changing yeah, tempos. Yeah, it's got to go through some stuff. Yeah, yeah. It can't be well, the Kendrick's same thing. Really yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kendrick's yeah. really good at that. Kendrick, yeah. really good at that. Yeah. It's Travis Scott, same thing, man. Travis I'm a big Scott, Travis yep. Scott fan because he'll do yeah. that shit on a lot of his tracks, too. I try to stay relevant with the new shit, but I love listening to old shit, too, where I'm like, dude, I love, man, I, I miss love a lot of old that. shit, too, man. Yeah. Like, like, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm like, fuck, dude, it's so, so my, good. My, my roots, too, though, like the shit that really, like when I got really super deep into hip hop, it was with like Atmosphere and Aesop Rock and mm. St. Oh, yeah, Francis yeah, yeah. And, Mer- and like all that shit, yeah. you know? And it's like, 
but like even that i love that stuff but i don't want to play that stuff that much nah. at sugar hill because yeah. it's it's not that's a different you know, that's like a, a different subgenre. yeah right. you know that's it really is though that's like playing freestyle fellowship somewhere yeah or yeah. ac alone or, yeah, you know, and like, yeah i mean shit, yeah. like i definitely have some remixes of some of that yeah. shit that yeah. i'll play right but i'm not gonna just straight up you know like play an atmosphere song where it's the same beat for five minutes yeah but i think like, that's where yeah. the cool part about being a dj is like i have this you familiar have idea <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. you have this understanding of a sound from the past and you have the ability to manipulate it to bring it to today if not the future yeah and that's cool because you understand what made you like it and i think that's why djing is fucking super dope i don't yeah, do it personally i might have done it in the past but i mean your perspective on everybody yeah like, For sure yeah it's hella fun too it's just yeah. it's it, i have tons of fun doing it you know yeah. like my dj name is a playful one because it is just fun my That's dj name is sofa king look out for that shit yeah. right there no i see that i was like that's yeah. one of the dopest things i've ever seen in my life <laughs> Well, I mean, it, but even that's like it's named after a fucking MF Doom song, mm-hmm. right? That yeah. song's amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. That rap, that full raps for like thirty seconds with a lisp. That, you know how hard <laughs> that shit would be to do. Like, yeah. I can't rap for thirty seconds without a lisp. But, you know, yeah, like, I can't rap. Like, for real. Period. Like, <laughs> right. and that shit's hard. I think that's Not where there is this. It almost seems like there's a renaissance on all ends. Whether it's on the art scene, the the music scene, the dance scene. Yeah. It it seems like. It is on the horizon, whether it's a combination of fucking the media or the embracing from other different cultures. There's a lot of collaboration, and I think there's a lot of effort being put into uh, promoting this and trying to For get sure. really people around it. It seems fucking really cool because yeah. it really seems like there's shit popping off all the time now, and yeah. there's artists galore. And I think a lot of it is a social media aspect because it's readily available. I'm not looking at SNR and trying to find, like, yo, this is the hottest wow. shit. It's whatever's in your feed and a lot of times it's going to be like yo follow me or yeah. yo this dude's plugging this and this mc i fuck with and he said come here like oh shit i think something that's rad with like hip-hop too is like um it, it's hard to create a new like a new fresh rock album now right mm. like i grew up listening to rock music but it's like 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 arcade fire is probably one of the biggest rock bands in the world right mm-hmm. now and they just released their new album and it's good mm-hmm. but it's like it's kind of chill and mellow, and the, and then their music's like they're kind of playing some dancier stuff mm-hmm. now, you know? Because like, what the fuck do you do? What's new in rock music yeah, there's anymore? Yeah, so much. Like, what do you think stops but, that? But, though. It, but it's like it's just what's new in rock music anymore, right? right. Mm-hmm. And I think that rock music did all the shit that it did, you know, and, and like Jimi Hendrix kind of changed it, right? And then like I think like when doors really started opening was like you know like dark side of the moon and the wall and shit like they that took right? that shit to the next level and i feel like that we're like we're like in that phase with hip-hop right now i can see we're that like in the dark side of the moon phase yeah. of hip-hop i could got like see that 30 sure. years before we stop kind of coming up with new ideas for how to do hip-hop but the I cool thing will, i don't know that we'll ever stop. i think the thing about well, hip-hop it, is yeah. it's it's uh digitally based that's what's yeah. interesting because i don't think that we could create the shit we have now if it wasn't for technology. And, and I think I wherever technology is going. Yeah, like, I think where rock shot yeah. itself in the foot is mm-hmm. with a set of instruments and almost like a very limited how you do this. Like, usually you want to have a singer. You know, you want to yeah. have a fucking lead guitarist, bass. Drummer, whatever. Yeah. Hard to really incorporate something else. I mean, a DJ will throw in, like, yeah. you know, whatever. But 
aside from that, you're working with more of a live element, which for sure, yeah, yeah, which makes me a fucking rock fan forever. But oh, hence yeah. why you could still see. Well, it's hard to come yeah. up with new shit. Now, it is you know? because and like, like fuck, you've heard that before a million I, yeah. times. Yeah, and there still is like new rock music, but it's just like it's, it's something it's not, familiar. It's not. It's very familiar. Yeah, right. It's we're just so familiar now with yeah. every instrument and the way it yeah. sounds, and I think like. I think hip hop is still really young Fuck in yeah. that in that way, yeah. and I don't know why we've sort of stopped. Like it, it, like things from like ninety, you know, from like yeah, ninety six yeah. to like two thousand four, yeah. the amount of innovation that happened in hip hop was insane, right? Yeah. And since two thousand four, I mean, you kind of had trap come along and a lot more auto tune, mm-hmm. but not that much more than that in the mainstream. Yeah. You know, like. Maybe I mean, it's just a lull. Maybe it had to just well, drop out. it's not off. a lull, though, because there is, ch- like, Chance the Rapper kind of came up, and he yeah. doesn't sound like that shit at all, yeah. right? And, you know, and then there is, like, like I was saying, Prob Cause yeah. and the stuff Eli and Amp Live are doing, yeah. the dramatic. I think it's it is like the There's advent. a lot of shit yeah. that's being done. It, there's not a lull. Yeah. There's a lull in the mainstream of and it. And I think that's right? where yeah. everybody takes their cues from, because yeah. just in the embracing of something really popular, you get the opposite. And I think that's yeah. a good thing is because yeah. as people gravitate towards one look, then there's this already something underneath brewing because sure. of that. Yeah, yeah. And it has to be that way. And this is almost a forever balance because when does the dopest, best MC group ever top the charts? I think the last time you ever seen something like that in terms of a group that just you would never think would be Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang was probably the one where it's like, how the fuck are they mainstream? Because yeah. when you think about the first time they got on, you're like right. – there's no fucking way this even makes any type of play. Who, like, who did they come with? Who are, who <laughs> yeah. are they? Like, how are they nine yeah, motherfuckers? Like, what is this? No, and and then they all sound different. You're like, wait, this makes no sense. It's, but yeah. that's the last time you've seen probably something to that effect where, shit, I don't think this was ever supposed to hit mainstream. And then no. it goes into the cycles it went through. Obviously, NWA and, you know, you know all the groups after them. So I worked ship show in the Bay Area mm-hmm. and Memorial Day weekend, and I, I was working on the production team. And, uh, and it just makes me think, like, Lupe Fiasco kind of had some he interesting did. stuff going on. And that shit yeah, lasted yeah. not Wu- that long. Wu-Tang really headlined one of those stages, and Lupe played right before Wu-Tang. See, and that's crazy, that because Lupe y- had it, y- too. Wyclef played, too, yes. and, like, he would play guitar. Yeah. And, you know, Wyclef was fucking dope. But, the, like, the first day was, like, Wiz Khalifa and YG and like you know I saw this shit I was like yeah. ratchet group yeah, it was rough yeah. it was rough yeah. but then the second day when you had Wyclef and Lupe yeah. and Wu Tang like that day was but it's was like tight, Wiz you know? and <laughs> like a lot of them have to be accounted for for the generation after them because whatever yeah. the best parts of whatever they brought to the game mm-hmm. somebody took and I think that's what makes that's where yeah. they're making hip hop fucking sales. super ill is because. Even the worst or the whoever would be deemed in a lot of people's opinions, whatever, however that plays out, somehow plays a role. Whether it's the idea that because they're popular, yeah. they have to go against the grain or they take whatever and they just roll with so it. So what's happened in a lot of my favorite hip-hop reminds me that Murs has a song called The Science. Mm. And in it, he, that song's fucking amazing, mm. right? If you actually listen to the words of that yeah, song. Lyrics, yeah. But um, there's a line in it, and he talks about when hip hop was born. It wasn't so much about what the MC was doing, the DJ was like. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the most creative, innovative, just rad hip hop that's happening now mm-hmm. is about what the producers and DJs. I think are there's doing that more, dichotomy coming back for than, DJs yeah. being the like yeah. party starter, the yeah. the yeah. backbone because yeah. like Defiant One, same shit. Like what you understand about music is the yeah. motherfuckers that last the test of time. 
are the fucking producers and the DJs. Well, like Dre was a fucking MC out of necessity. Exactly. Like, when he had to cover, and yeah, he needed to put some lyrics on. Yeah, it, you know, like that was a tiny. He hit. made Easy E yeah. have to fucking rap. But somehow, <laughs> because, yeah. somehow, like mainstream rap or hip hop is like, it's just become about MCs, yeah. which is fine. I love MCs, but right? I think yeah, MCs needed to be that because yeah. a guy that doesn't talk cannot sure. be well, the it, face I mean, of the interview cannot be the face was, you know what i'm saying yeah i mean it was cult of personality too like mm. tupac was just like out there you know tupac yeah. was tupac right yeah. like, you know like yeah you know, league of his own and, yeah <laughs> and like even Kanye's not yeah. a great rapper yeah but he's a great producer Fucking super right? producer yeah. he's an amazing yeah. producer but I think yeah. that mainstream thing, I think the yeah. thing that fucked it up was, like, it made this belief that, yo, there's only a couple spots, and you yeah. either have to fucking march with the band or you're stuck fucking in your yeah. situation. But I think that idea of, I don't know, like, life ain't about that, really. I mean, if you're making the music you want to make and you created the life you want to create, that's all good. I yeah. think that's the narrative going forward for artists, where you're like, yo, artists can live now. For I think sure. what happened was motherfuckers dialed back the idea of what it is to live, where it's like... Yeah. I want that mansion with that fucking all white. <laughs> Instead, it was like, yo, I just really want to be happy and be around the people I'm with. If I could do that, then I'm happy. Sure. And I think that narrative paired with motherfuckers able to express and put their shit out there and get some type of support. For sure. Dude, Dude. even fucking 10 people listening to anything is like yeah. fucking dope. To me, I'm like, that's 10 random people you don't know that are willing to take the time out to listen to your shit. I think yeah. losing that perspective, uh, at least thinking about mainstream shit, is important nowadays where – as long as you're doing the shit you love and there's somebody out there to support you, and especially if you make a living, killing it. Dude, so uh, another point about, like, the DJN, too, is probably the tightest hip-hop group I ever saw live. Mm-hmm. Um, and they weren't my favorite I've ever seen live by a long shot mm-hmm. was Jurassic 5. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. And um, fucking cut chemist, man. <laughs> that fool came Killer. out there. He had, he had, like, this big DJ guitar that yeah. came out, and he did this, like, 15-minute long mm-hmm. scratch, like, crazy solo. It was fucking amazing, mm-hmm. right? And it was just, like, the, the, like the whole polo field at Outside Lands was dancing while Cut, uh, Cut Chemist yeah. and Jurassic 5 was Cut going. You know? fire, and, like, man. I've seen Hyro, and I've seen, you yeah. know, Wu-Tang, and I've seen Living Legends, yeah. and I've seen, I've seen, you know, Black Star and The Roots mm-hmm. and just all of it. Yeah. But that fucking way that, like, the crowd was moving the and cut, feeling yeah. – Jurassic Five because a cut chemist was yeah. like a thing that I just had an experience yeah. with the rest mm-hmm. of that stuff. I know? agree though they do set the tone. Yeah. I mean a lot of times obviously that's the first person you usually see on stage anyways. Yeah, they really draw you in, and I think that goes to, the, I think that's the important going forward because I think yeah. that is gonna be. Uh, I think the focus is gonna kind of shift towards there, if not already, yeah. where producers are now starting to grace, uh, not necessarily covers of magazines, but just kind of great. They're just important now. Mm-hmm. They're being more recognized. Yeah. Where, in the forefront. yeah, the yeah. producer is just as important, if not more important, sometimes than the MC. Where those credits oh. now dole out really quickly, well, and it's a good thing. A lot of my favorite hip hop, like the tightest part of all those songs, is still the MC. It'd yeah. be like some part with some, like a couple bars and mm-hmm. some verse or whatever. Like that was fucking tight. Yeah. But the thing that makes the song as a whole interesting is the production. Of yeah. It, you know, like. That's why, damn, the, the automator. When you mentioned that, I was like, yeah, "Fuck!" Yeah. I was just listening to Thirty Three. That's like one of my favorite albums, and yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that shit where this transcends hip hop to me." It's like, "Yo, this is on some, dude, it's some sound shit and some like him, him mind shit." At that show, him and Qbert played together, <laughs> and they were just on four decks, and they were just fucking. And then Fuck, Dell came out and rapped with them. Uh, of wow. course, uh, yeah, uh, was, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, but it's funny because Dan the automator is a fucking mysterious you know figure to anybody that listens to yeah, anything like, hip-hop but yeah. f- 
funny when you listen to it. You're like, damn, that shit. I mean, to me, anyways, it's just like that shit was mesmerizing when I when I caught that album, and I'm like, For this sure, is yeah. fucking hip hop. Like, there's so many little pockets and nuggets that you could devil into and get lost I into. That, I think fucking amazing. I think it is important to recognize though that like everybody I know that is an MC or making hip hop music or anything like that, or even like the the Tribe album is actually a good example mm-hmm. of this. So many rappers came and just were like, just let me be on this album, right? <laughs> like like Kanye, on. Kanye yeah. just wanted to be on yeah. that album. Or yeah. Anderson Pack just wanted to be yeah. on that album. Busta Rhymes. Yeah. Uh, Busta Rhymes just wanted to be on that yeah. album because they're like, I want to be on this shit, the tribe shit, because this is the real shit, you know? And and I think that while the, the, the mainstream public hasn't caught up to it yet, everybody that's actually in it, has no already on. Del- delusion, you know, disillusions about it. They're like, this shit's tight. You yeah. know, like, they know what's up. You know, yeah. they know what stuff's tight. No, I know. I think yeah. that, that's <laughs> definitely I think that's definitely the feeling because as much as we think it's not mainstream, all of a sudden the this movement is all of a sudden mainstream to us. Yeah. And that's just how kind of how it works. When For you're sure. in the fold, you're in the fold. Like, I remember at least a long time ago going to jams and going to shows constantly where I'm like, how did that just – I fall out of that, and yeah. then I stop doing that, and then all of a sudden be kicked back into being exposed to it again. Not to say it was gone. It's just I wasn't in it, yeah. but the shit always has been there forever. Like, same thing with B-Boy. Like, I remember hopping back on and just seeing the scene again. I was like, Whoa. this shit never died. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this shit really just evolved, yeah, where yeah, I yeah. thought Huge. that it was at its pinnacle when, obviously, breakdancers made it to music videos, and you're like, oh, For shit, sure, there's yeah. crumbs, there's yeah. – this and that. Oh, there's do not like there's rain. I'm like, okay, well, I think this is the pinnacle. Well, there's so many fools that are like, they don't even think about the Jabberwockies anymore. Nah. But those fools are doing shit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they are no, doing hella real. shit, man. They're working. Yeah, they're, they're working. Yeah. yeah, they're doing hella shit. You know, yeah. Res- it's, yeah. Right? it's a business, man. It's a business. But it's like people are like, oh, I. I think I've heard the name Jabberwocky. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, no, that's w- no, that's one of the few it. examples. They're you know? doing it. You yeah, know? shots out uh, Sacramento. Yo, yeah, that's some sack shit right. too. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Damn. So you got fucking Sugar Hill happening this Thursday, yes. five to ten at La Coach La Cosecha. And La Cosecha. Caesar Chavez Park. Right. Caesar Chavez yeah. Park. Check yeah, it. Yeah. What other projects you got going on? So another project I got going on. Um, and this actually, this reminds me that you asked what the Creative Economy grants were about, too. Yes. Mm. Another big thing that they were looking for in those grants was to activate all of the Sacramento area. Mm. Everything that happens right now is in Midtown. Yes. Right? yes. Everything's in Midtown So when right that now. means activate all the Sacramento areas, what is that we're particularly? We're talking about mean? they want advanced installations in Citrus Heights. Citrus and Heights. Elk Grove. Sac and Folsom yeah. and Elk Grove and uh, Roseville. Elk Grove's a different city. And like, it is. Well, but still, it's the area. Okay. It's the area. Right? I get what you're saying. Okay. So they want they want the whole Sacramento Instead area just to exclusive. be activated. Yeah. You know? mm. um, which, another one of the projects I got coming up is something way on a different vibe than the hip-hop thing mm-hmm. is I'm starting a party at the Sail Inn in West Sacramento. Boom, shout out Sail Inn. Yeah. And that, um, right off of Jefferson. Right Peak off game. of Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do some shit in Sail Inn or go to a bar, or in West Sac, you're going to go to Sail a bar in West Sac, go to Sail Inn, right? <laughs> it's funny because it used to be this crazy like biker bar, dive bar. Yeah. <laughs> And I actually worked there for five years. I was a weekend bartender there. Of course. And I was I was <laughs> on I was on a, I was on the pool team, and I used to play at our this pool Whoa. league. And Damn. I used to play pool you mean tournaments. swimming? No, I'm talking about billiards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's talking about swimming. Swimming yeah, yeah. team, everybody. Yeah, yeah. With the but speedo. Anyways. That's the new XOXO. <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, like I so like 
you remember how like Sacramento, like five years ago, everybody in Sacramento just lived here forever. We're starting yeah. to get some yeah. transplants now. Well, West Sac, there's still like there's a lot of transplants from Sacramento now that are moving to in West, West Sac. Sac. But also, there's hella fools that I grew up with in West Sac that are still living out there. So mm. I know that. So it's a nice combination of both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm starting a party there. It's going to be on Friday nights. The first one's August 11th. Um, it's called Aqua. And that party is going to be like all down-tempo, indie, electronic, Sick. like trip-hop. Mm. That's on like, Friday night? It's going to be Friday nights uh, from 7 to midnight. That's going to be like Chet Faker, Sylvan Esso, uh, you know, Fanagram, oh. Little Dragon, uh, just, you know, Adeza, like kind of, you know, interesting, uh, interesting electronic music yeah. that I also, I don't know anywhere else that's playing that shit yeah. right yeah. now. Like if I wanted to go listen to a James Blake song from some DJ in a bar. I don't know where I would go do that. You right would now. go do that <laughs> show. You would have to listen to your yeah, own yeah, self playing yeah, in a yeah, bar. That's yeah, how yeah, 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 for sure. And that, yeah. and that's kind of like, and, and and that goes back to something I said way earlier, where like, like Dustin, like DJ Epic and Billy Lane are just like passionate about Motown, and New Soul, and funk music, and finding that shit. Like I just want to play shit that I've been a huge fan of and for that's a long why you're time. A DJ. That I'm passionate yeah. about that I haven't. You know, like, I don't, like, again, I don't know where I, I wouldn't, I know for a fact I want to go anywhere and, like, hear this, like, grammatic hip-hop song, mm. right? And I also know for a fact I want to go anywhere and hear him playing, like, James Blake. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Uh, and so those are the thi- that's the other party I got coming up. And then if everything goes right, after I get back from Burning Man, I'm going to be starting a silent disco on the, every Sunday. That'll be called Silent Sundays. And, uh, and you're doing it at a church? That's what I heard. You're doing it at a church. No, 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 at a cathedral. cathedral. <laughs> on K Street. Yeah, yeah. So dope. No, it, it'll, it, I don't know exactly where it's going to be yet because that's not set in stone, but okay. I got a pretty good but idea. But the idea's out there. Yeah, pretty on good the idea river. where that's going to be. And for I know you already traced the yeah, on the river. For anybody that's unfamiliar with silent discos, um, which there's a lot of people in Sacramento are because mm-hmm. it just – the first silent disco that ever happened in Sacramento were at Art Street. You know, because mm-hmm. my friend bought a system and we started throwing them. Um, you know, it's three channels at once with three DJs at once, and you rent out some headphones and you can change between the three different channels. And you could s- they light up colors so everybody could see what channel it is you that you're on. listening. Yeah. Yeah. What an age to be alive! Yeah, that's, yeah. Crazy. that's what, what I'm saying. Fuck? Thank you, technology, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Like, hey, goddamn, we're gonna have a party. We're not going to get kicked out. Uh, ain't no one getting no booted out. Yeah, Yo, get no hammered in <laughs> silence. <laughs> and, and for the ladies out there, like drunk dudes have a really hard time talking to you when you're dancing. And you got some big <laughs> headphones, headphones on. on. What? You I can't hear what they're saying. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. the women love it, right? Everybody. Yeah. I, Don't I, fuck with me. I'm in yeah. my zone. <laughs> I, have so, I have so many friends. There are women dance. that are like, when are you going to throw another solid disc? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to start putting microphones on them. And, hey, what channel are you on? Okay. Hey, what's up? But yeah, so that's coming up too. Busy um, man, busy, busy I'm a busy man. man. There's things in the works with M5 Arts too. We it's surprising we haven't really talked about that very much. Mm-hmm. But M5 Arts is the art collective that mm-hmm. did Art Hotel, Hotel yeah. and Art, art Street. Street, and I'm part of that art collective. Dude, shots and, out M5. Um, nice. We got projects coming up. Um, you know, there's like three or four things in the works right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, the next really, really big, just epic one, Art City. Uh, won't be till later next year, Ooh, but we got other city. stuff. Wow. <laughs> Art City, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Art City, <laughs> nice. Dope. Art City, Dope. dude. That sounds. Yeah. Yeah, it's 
It's gonna be at Safetyville. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be the fire though. Yeah. Silent Disco Art City. And I've been to Safetyville a long ass time. Is Safetyville still there? I yeah, I went to a birthday party recently. Once? I don't think you go there. Yo, there's got to be a super it, it, dope youth party there. over there. I never went there, not on a field trip. Yeah. but I've been to more. Than I didn't one know you could rent that place out. My one of yeah. my sons. Friends yeah. had his birthday there. Oh, we mm-hmm. gotta throw a party over and there. Every, yeah. Like all the little kids <laughs> brought their disco, <laughs> and yeah. just filmed that and be like, "Yo, we just giants." All his friends brought their scooters, their bikes, their little go karts, and they just wow. drove around the that city. That actually is kind of tight. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. No, have that, to look that sounds tight. I'll throw a solid disco at Safetyville. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Safetyville after hours. Safetyville silent disco with a like a race, like it's a race. So you're just silent disco while you're driving. Mario Kart themed. Mario Kart theme silent disco. Yo, that yeah, could be a thing. Yeah. And just tag up all the buildings. Oh, yeah. don't what? Do don't do that. No. <laughs> don't do that. No, no, yeah, please. Safetyville. Unsafetyville. <laughs> nice. Well, Plug, what else you got going on? Plug, let the people know where they can find you, follow you, check the shit out. Uh, you know, so, I mean, I'm just Chris Hopkins on Facebook. Designing we're, Chris, yeah, the only one. I'm designing Chris on, on Instagram and Twitter. And then Facebook, we probably have a million mutual friends because it's Sacramento. So right. Facebook, True. I'm Chris Hopkins. Big ass <laughs> small town. You can yeah. find me. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think I might be DJing at the art opening at 1810 this Friday. There's a badass art opening at 18, Gallery 1810 right over yeah, here on right 12th down, Street. Yeah. Nice. Uh, this guy, Akira Beard, that's this amazing artist is going to blow everybody away. His name's Akira Beard. Akira Beard. Yeah, he's going to blow everyone away. Like, this shit is going to be super dope. And that's this, it's this Saturday. Friday. First this Friday. Friday. First Friday. So you got yeah. Thursday, fucking Sugar yeah. Hill, Friday. Yeah. 1810. 1810. And yeah, then, yeah. damn. And then, <laughs> then Saturday, there's, there's a, a memorial tribute art show for Dano, DJ, DJ, DJ Horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be at um, uh, Leave Your Mark, which is over mm-hmm. on 27th and J. Um, and that's going to, you know, there's going to be shirts and music and like little 45s with like DJ Horse stickers on them Aww. and stuff Sick. like that. And there's going to be a lot of that stuff going on there. So that's something to check out too on Saturday. So that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> you know? Yo, there's a lot of shit going on. Then, yeah. I mean, Always. Every, you, you guys probably know about Motown on Mondays already, but mm-hmm. every Monday that shit is cracking. Yeah. So. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So those who say Too Sacramento's crackin'. boring, fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. Sacramento boring. Please. You just gotta. You just gotta. You tune gotta, in. You just gotta know Chris. Yeah, you yeah. gotta know Chris. You gotta find out. You gotta ask questions. But it's things like this, yeah, man. Yeah. Like more, more events. More things get out there. Just more sure, awareness. Dude. I mean, that's all really what it is. The more the merrier, in my opinion. I don't think anybody should ever feel apprehensive about throwing shit, putting shit out, reaching just out. Do it seems it, like man. that's a thing. Just do it. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I mean, I've been DJing for four months, and now I'm going to have three DJ nights a week. Oh, <laughs> you know, all like, you lazy-ass DJs and out residency. there. residency. Yeah. All you motherfuckers DJing in your fucking yeah. kitchen. Yeah. Like, yo, get just the fuck out there. It. Just do it, man. That's yeah. like, like, there is no reason not to at there this isn't. point. You know, like... The biggest hurdle between being a professional DJ and not is calling yourself one, right? And like, there, I know, I know a hundred DJs that are way tighter than me, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, way. But I guarantee you, me. ask any you know? DJ <laughs> that you think is tight, they're gonna say, "I know a hundred DJs that are better than me," and yeah, it seems yeah. like that's yeah, yeah. It, that's always it, what it's gonna like, be. Yeah, just do some shit. And the, another like lesson I learned is like, people that don't do stuff when you start doing it, they think you're tight at it, even if you're not. 
Yeah. <laughs> no? yeah, that's true. That's yeah, that's so true. I totally Yo, that. that's a dope ass cutting board. I'm like, no, that's that's no. <laughs> like that's have you gone on Instagram and yeah. looked at all the cutting boards? No on there? one fucking knows. It's just you and how you yeah. interpret who, what the fuck you're doing. So uh, I guess all, a little piece of inspirational thing. One thing that's always inspired me was this this talk, this little, this little snippet of an interview with uh, Ira Glass, mm-hmm. the guy that does fucking This American Life or mm-hmm. whatever. And he talked about how. Nobody ever tells you when you start doing something creative that you're going to suck at it for a really long time, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, or you like, can respect it. You know, most yeah. people, when they start doing something creative, they suck at it for like three years, right? That's and what's right. important and what to know that will make you successful at it is when you have good enough taste to know that you suck at it, mm-hmm. right? Like, so you just <laughs> keep doing it, mm-hmm. and you got to have taste that's good. That matters way more than the skills because then you know – what you're aspiring to, at least. Right. Mm-hmm. If you just start doing it, you're like, oh, I'm tight. You're promised no, that you're, you're not. not. <laughs> you're a fool. you're a fool. But you, you got to keep doing it and just keep sticking it through and know that you can always get better and mm-hmm. shit like that, you know? And that's like, I mean, I, it, a month into design school, I called myself a graphic designer, right? And that's seven years ago. And I like cringe looking at shit that I <laughs> charge people up. money to do. Right? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. You know, and like, and DJing, it's like, w- I've DJed like probably five or six different gigs now. And like, I've each time I've been like, ugh, like cringed at stuff mm-hmm. that I've done in it. And I know that I'm fucking up. But like, people afterwards, like, I, when I was at Joyce and Jams, this girl when I was done was like, are you going to go on again? I was like, no. And then she just walked straight out. Oh, <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. So I was tight. And I'm like, I wasn't Damn, most Jeff, I get it together, yeah. motherfucker. Y'all <laughs> lose your What the hell? No, no. no, I mean, I'm all, this guy's a way better DJ than me. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just like. But just that little thing. Yeah, but like, you damn. just got to know, like, have the fucking ability to just go out there and suck for a while and make it happen. Yeah. And then everything. eventually. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, but that's the hardest part, though. It's hard for people to get over that shit, man. Oh, for sure. But, I mean, the fact that you know that you suck is a good sign yeah. right like that's you, you, you have you taste know that, you know, like, <laughs> this shit could be way you better you know what you're aspiring here. for which yeah, is yeah. fucking amazing yeah. yeah yeah for sure don't be Theon Greyjoy oh my God. <laughs> yeah, stay on the bitch. ship <laughs> don't get <laughs> your <laughs> sister well, hey I mean, the <laughs> jury's still out you don't know that motherfucker <laughs> can come back definitely not I'm not on his side but I mean he could have just ran up and got killed that's all that would have happened and you already know live to fight another day I don't think so no he's a bitch for sure for sure a bitch dipped on his sister he's got a plan her face when she when he jumped off was just like you motherfucker he got a plan yo he got a plan yeah. It's it's all good. Not really. Who did he get picked up by? Who are those people? The I mean, that dude's his own party. a lot of L's, though. He <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. the yeah. ultimate yeah. Yeah. story. If, if you're going to root for anybody, you're rooting for him. If anybody's for some good luck, it's not motherfucker. That's nah, sure. it's the fucking story of life, yo. But see, shit. the thing about <laughs> I still can't root for that guy because the thing about it, man, is if you will go back through the show, like, Fuck that guy. Yeah, for he's like so much bitch shit. Yeah. I know. He, like, he did some fake-ass killing of the, the Stark boys. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it was like you almost Frank felt like bro. you deserved to get his dick chopped off when that True. shit happened. Yeah. I, would, you know? I don't know that. I but then you feel bad. Him. I feel bad for him but now. But now, like, seasons later of him getting shit on, you feel kind of bad for him. Fuck but yeah. if you ever go refresh yourself and... Yeah. You're like, fuck that, dude. <laughs> but that's everybody. That's, every, yeah, yeah. that's everybody in the show. Everybody in the show shit. You know what I'm saying? Everybody in the show is so complex. Yeah, it's weird how like Jamie's likable, right? That's what I'm saying. He's likable. He started out fucking murdering. I fuck with Jamie Lannister. Yo, that fool's the truth. No, you're like kind of rooting for. Kind of rooting for Jamie. That fool's gonna kill Cersei. Real talk. I I feel bad for him. Hate for Littlefinger. 
Yeah, he's I, the motherfucker I, I kept I on my finger. I got respect just, for little feet. I, I respect him. I, I, he's, he's just weird. You respect to me. him, but he makes me cringe. Yeah, yeah. yeah like real. I don't know. I don't know if it's his, disgust his or like respect. Yeah. Man. Yeah. His look, that fucking mustache is like. It took like two seasons for me to not look at him as the fucking mayor of Baltimore. That took a while. Yeah, like, that no, is, I get that. I get that. That is, that. Mayor that. Of I get that. That is not this fucking <laughs> medieval brothel. That's how they fucking put him out. <laughs> for real, oh for that ass motherfucker. Him out. I was tripping on uh, Daenerys's uh, reaction to Jon Snow. H- hot take. Right, like basically. Hot take. I don't like Daenerys, man. Hot take. She about to be an asshole like in the next That's couple what episodes. I'm thinking, too. And yeah. to be honest, I, I like almost think she dies in this she's, season. She's so Hot take. Don't say that. In, she's not gonna die, but she's so self. She's so entitled, man. I think that's now, where fucked yeah, up because everybody loved her until now. this season. It was like I, I lo- it was fu- it was fucking rad when Jon Snow was like, "Why should I honor?" Yeah, that yeah. Shit? fuck you. I don't even know you, bitch. Yeah. I don't crazy. even know you like that. Oh, oh now everybody everybody. hating on Daenerys. Before I knew, yeah. everybody was loving that bitch. I was like, "Look, the reason she Dude, was dope I, was when she got she, pounded by Cal Drug." I was like, <laughs> nah. "This bitch is hot." <laughs> After that, though, I was like. I have a feeling Shout everybody to, loves uh, her. Jason Momoa. Everyone's going to hate much. her. <laughs> yeah, Me no, too. I, I've, I've, I've never liked her. She's like just so self-entitled. Mm. <laughs> you know, I never liked her. I think her. that only happened recently, though. No, nah, it's, it, it's happened. From the beginning? No, the whole time. The whole She's time, like, I'm like the that. fucking mother of dragons. And the yeah, her so title. Did you hear her title? As soon as that happened. Right? The, the un- I know. It was like five <laughs> minutes long. He was like, uh, this is Jon Snow. Uh, you're yeah. standing in the presence uh, of Queen Daenerys I guess. Targaryen. I mean, he's king of the north, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, I, nev- I never liked her. People were way madder at me. Not because liking her like a few her. years ago, but now like people are starting to come around. I'm yeah. not really liking her so much. My argument yeah. was this is the only character that is a fan favorite that has yet to have a transition in her uh, personality. And yeah. I think with every other character, it's like yeah, it's they've this. All grown and yeah, she's better. the only one that's like, okay, what's her deal? It's I you're mean, only she, seeing it now. She came quite a ways from getting pounded out by. Yeah, <laughs> I think she has a lot more yeah. confidence yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's the thing that ultimately like exposes as as, her. Is like that. as soon as that dude died, it was just immediately self entitled, though. Boom. Like that, it was like, ugh. Agreed. Yeah, too. like I'm the queen of you guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm the queen. Uh, of you I guys. was married to Kyle Drogo, so you can't yeah, do shit to me. Yeah, well, you, you about to fucking speak. bend that knee and it's like, why? Uh, yeah, yeah, John yeah. Snow did come out like a savage. Though. It's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty like, fucking. Right. It's gonna Look. be awesome when they find out that John Snow's her brother and actually a exactly. Targaryen heir that's male. And that so. motherfucker's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna ride this goddamn dragon. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Tyrion, get on that one. Yo, for real. <laughs> do you guys think Tyrion's Targaryen too? I do. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if they uh, put it in the story though. That's well, my no, thing. there's a from the book readers. There's a theory that. Um, so the wind... T- it must, yeah, it must be pretty <laughs> prevalent. We were talking about this last week, right? Yeah, like, well, when, Ty- yes. when, when Tywin's wife got pregnant with Tyrion, Boom. it right. was at the same time. She was around one of those Targaryen assholes. And <laughs> it he, was the king. And the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the theory king, is right? he got mad and he fucking... No, it wasn't the king. It was like his charismatic was brother. Oh. It wasn't oh. the mad king. But um, the theory is that he got mad when she got pregnant, so he tried to like abort Tyrion, yeah. oh, but it backfired and killed her, and made him a dwarf and killed her in the pregnancy. And that's why he's mad and at he's her forever. Targaryen, and that's why he was like mm. able to pet that dragon. 
Spoiler alert! alert. Right. Yeah. Taryn's a fucking Targaryen. It's not a spoiler. It's a theory. It's a spoiler. Yeah. It's a theory. It's one of those yeah. deep theories. Theory. Yeah. Chris is lying. That fool just showed <laughs> me all the. He knows some of the actors. <laughs> hey, and he what's was up like, with Bran though? Did any of you guys think he was a fucking asshole? Yeah, like no, dude, he's a three-eyed raven, motherfucker. That fool supposed to have no emotions. I was like, this dick. What the hell would you do if you knew the future and the past? The thing is, like, oh wait, you know how like Jon Snow is like the only one that is doing the right thing on the show right now? Like everybody else is fighting to be a bunch of bitches but the only thing that matters is what Jon Snow's trying to do yes Bran's in that same boat except he just sat on a mountain for four years and learned that shit so now he now doesn't he even have everything. the human yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. capacity that's true. to be no. like oh I care about your feelings he's yeah. just like he's like I know he's like you're dead you're dead you're dead like I need to talk to Jon Snow yeah yo I'm John. sorry you got Fuck raped that was it that would have been funny if he just said that yeah. I remember your wedding night I'm sorry skadoosh but no I mean that fool's that fool he took too much acid is that who he represents? Is he the Grateful Dead in the show? Like, what's good? He was in an ayahuasca tree. Hey, for real. <laughs> one of those guys who just took hell of psychedelics, and then they're bothered to reintegrate with the rest of the world. Yo, he, he just said, sat fuck you. I know stayed the in the tree with the, the children. <laughs> Yo, that, like, that fool was really seeing some shit. That's actually a good fucking observation. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put you together. Burnt out, homie. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch real. that. I'm going to rewrite this, and I'm going to just, like, word it over and just be like, Yo, here's who the people really are. <laughs> it's it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to explain. Fuck. It's hard to explain. Yeah, I was yeah. like, come on, dog. No, it is like <laughs> but it like, is, though. Think about no, that. I know. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like the way you did that. I was like, good. It fucking moves this fucking storyline along. Because yeah. at least yeah, yeah. the narrative now is like, all right, look, you're going to die. Even the fucking the priestess bitch. Did, she was like, oh, we're all supposed to die yeah, here. The, the, die younger, here. the youngest brother died. Yeah, yeah that fool did. Rink on. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Yep. We'll see how it ends. I don't know. Who dies this season? Go. Who Somebody has to. Season. I think Cersei's going to die. Oh, I hope okay. so. Uh, I think that. Um, <laughs> fucking hate that bitch. You know, eventually Euron's got to die. I don't know if it'll be this season. But That's that what I'm talking about this season. Sure. Who makes yeah, it yeah. to the next season? I think Cersei dies this season. Okay. Uh, Jamie died too? Nah. Theon. Well, I think Jamie's going to kill Cersei. That's what I think. But yeah, I also yeah. think he dies in this season too. There's all, I mean, like on some might, Romeo and Juliet shit. Well, there, I mean, there is the. the book reader prophecy that, that alludes to her getting killed by like a golden hand or some shit oh. like that you mm. know and and in in the book she's always thought it was going to be Tyrion but it's Jamie it all along. seems like it's going to be just Jamie, like the king slayer you know? himself the, gold, yeah, yeah. the queen slayer yeah, yeah. oh like I think I think the, the mountain's gonna die Jamie. finally. I think a dragon's gonna get that full Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, should yeah, be yeah, coming yeah. up shortly or the hound yeah uh, I, I don't know how the hound so. works in because yeah, they haven't maybe. really fucked with him yet. Well, I think well, the hound yeah, ends up going to do the. Uh, we haven't seen much of him. Uh, the hound's headed what's north what's right now. Mm-hmm. I think the he's in the next season for sure. Right now with uh, they're supposed to do the games. Per the book, they're supposed to have uh, what's his real name? What are their real names? The hound. Yeah, I don't know the hound's real name. The 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 mountains like Sir McGregor something. Gregor Clegane or something. Yeah, they're the Clegane games. Yeah, they're supposed to have the Clegane games and 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 per the book, the hound kills. The mountain. Oh, has that uh, happened in the book already? Well, th- there was stuff alluding to it. Oh, okay. um, and then Game also another another theory. The another theory is that uh, what's his name? Aaron. 
No, they, got <laughs> they got supernatural monsters and shit. They look like, do dragons. they look like dragons? <laughs> no, nah, they ain't He's dragons. not watching nope, Showtime shit. ain't got the budget for that. <laughs> Twin Peaks. They have like weird nuclear bombs birthing interdimensional evil. All right, beings. where's the pre- what, what age? What, Alex what, Jones what's the, what's the premise? That, uh, what era are they in? What's the premise? I mean, not uh, the premise. Give me the time frame. It's what are they? Now. It's, it's like today. Oh, today's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Present. But this show originally it's, it's came out. This is a crazy. remake yeah, of yeah. what something from the nineties. It's not a remake. Terminator. Well, it's, it's a show a that happened. It's a show that ended in ninety-two, and it ends like in the craziest way any Highlander. show's like ever ended. Highlander. It's like this FBI dude's in, the, in this interdimensional Chips. lodge, and he's like talking to this girl, and she's fucking talking weird and backwards <laughs> and blinking funny. And she's like, "I'll see you again in twenty-five years," and then it like ends, and then it's twenty-five and then years later. Twenty-five years and then later, it's just and like, then they oh, pick okay. It up. And it's batshit crazy, but that's it like the makes first sense. episode. Yeah, this is in its first season it. right now. It's only gonna be one. Yeah, it's season. like a mini. Series. It's gonna be eighteen oh, episodes. Yeah. Be eighteen okay. episodes. It's twelve episodes in. And this is Showtime. Oh shit! It's on Showtime. Oh shit! It's the craziest <laughs> thing that's ever been on television. Like it's fucking nuts. Stranger I better fuck back on. Yeah, My head is. better blow up if I'm watching this. <laughs> no, it will, dude. If it not, will. I'll be mad as fuck. No, no, you're gonna. I, I mean. You, it might be too weird, right? Like <laughs> oh, too I, weird? Get super Like, you can't high. be super high. I was, high I was hanging out with somebody the other high. night, and I was like, and then I was yeah. like That's what, you want to watch something? No, what do you want to watch? And then she just wouldn't fucking pick anything. I was like, I'm going to put Twin Peaks on, right? Yeah. And she lasted like 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, shit's crazy. What'd she react? How'd she react? So She's I just like, have a premise. No, nah, <laughs> I need to take notes. I don't get this. Yeah, well, no, but... Notes ain't gonna help you. <laughs> oh really? You no, just gotta be open to what the fuck's so happening. That, it's, it's David Lynch, man. It's David Lynch. Yeah. You okay. see Mahalan Drive? Yeah. Or yeah. Like okay. Eraserhead okay. or yeah. any of that crazy shit. I get what you're saying. This this is this makes more sense though. It's like weird. There's like it, it like if you're paying there's something to follow through. So you're paying attention. You have it to be paying sense, attention. But it's mm. fucking crazy. Like oh. even the way that it makes sense, you're like, well, that makes sense, but it's still nuts, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like okay. Okay, I'm gonna watch that. I'm Write that watch shit that. down. It's, it's good. Uh, it's fucking. I know, yeah. I think, have you guys heard of Hardcore Henry? That movie that came out. With oh, that. Oh, the fucking POV joint. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard. I of watched that, that yeah. recently. It's on Brazzers, right? <laughs> no, okay. I watched it recently and I was just like, Damn, "That's hardcore Henrietta." <laughs> I think it's crazy, but I think it's dope. I, I tried I just to watch it. I got super nauseous. Yeah, it's like playing yeah. Call of Duty. What the fuck? Yeah. No, <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't watch it. I was getting super nauseous. I think they're on to something. Like, I don't know if that. I think that's the future. I just don't know how that plays out. Right, but I think that's a very cool test. They made that movie with like some GoPros and stuff like that, didn't they? Like that's crazy. Anybody can make I mean, But I, I think that interface is going to be normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a big ass Dude VHS pissing in the corner. Dude, yeah. that shit was not scary, the Blair Witch Project. No, it was it not. The, the whole new one? time I was like. The old, the old, the first one. The old one was scary to the me. The first one. Really? <laughs> but yes. ha- so the thing was. But I'm not into ev- scary movies. Everybody <laughs> I know that saw it that didn't know anything about it thought it was scary. Yes. But and thought it was it got, real. But everybody's like, ah, oh, this fucking the scariest movie ever. And then you watch it with that reaction. No like, Predating it. What? You're like, what? This yeah, is no. dumb. You know, this ain't scary. I remember watching oh, that no. shit like on some VHS tape like at the homie's house. Like, like nothing yeah. ever happened. Yeah, no. It's, yeah. But it's not about that, though. It's just this imagery. It's like it's, There's certain things that, <laughs> and even for me, <laughs> even for me, I'm like that. I'm like, yo, I'm very visual with the shit I get scared of. So it doesn't necessarily need to be something very outlandish. It's something very subtle for me. I don't know what that is, but I'm just weird like that. 
because that shit kind of freaked me out. Were, where I'm like, were you, were you I got scared vision. of the Paranormal Activity movies too? I don't watch that shit. Oh, the only, the only movie I don't watch. Me. I don't intentionally watch scary movies what? anymore. Like I don't I do that. I don't give a shit about scary movies. Yeah. They don't scare me. I don't like oh, them. But man. the movie that scared me when I was when I was ten. It's usually bad acting my, for me. That's why. my terrible parenting. My dad let me watch Cape Fear. Oh, fuck. Scared the shit out of me, dude. I was like, I didn't want to go to the bathroom back our back, like our back. Exactly. I think that's when when that shit's introduced to you is when you fucked up. (laughs) I don't have an affinity for that shit. I don't fuck with that shit. And then I I saw like no movies ever scared me since that movie. But I like watched it years later to see if it's still scary. And it was fucking still scary. <laughs> it brought you back to that point <laughs> when you were a kid. Seriously, arachnophobia will fuck me up. Oh my God. Chucky, yeah, yeah. probably it. Jaws. That's why I don't do a lot of things I do now because of that. I was was like like eight at like a sleepover. I watched Candyman when he like pulls the dick off through the toilet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That shit was a little unnerving. Fucking crazy. Yeah, exactly. A little unnerving. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fuck with that shit. I'm not peeing sitting down anymore. That's (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I'm still doing that. That shit's mad comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And I don't piss on the toilet seat when I do that. You gotta sit down and pee. Yeah, all the time, actually. <laughs> Every day, most days. Like, scary movies are never that scary to me. I, I like the psychological thrillers. Like, have you guys ever seen a movie called High Tension? High Tension? Yeah. Nah. It, um, it came out, so like, in 2013. Movie? What is this? It's a French <laughs> film. <laughs> it sounds like a massage movie. But, no, it's uh, it was pretty fucking crazy. The I whole think I've time, heard of it. You said yeah, French the whole film, and it, like, yeah. rings. Yeah, the whole time you're, you're, you know, on the side of this character, and then it flips, and she's actually got, like, dual personalities, and it's her the whole time. Like, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, it fucks you up in the head. I couldn't sleep for a couple nights. Just and why do you like watching this? I don't know. I, like... Yeah. You're the one talking about, I need more sleep. Yes, let me watch shit that will I fuck like, me up. I, I like things that make me feel crazy. Yeah, but not like, like But too. scary movies don't normally. Like, you watch, did you watch Mr. Robot? Any of you guys watch that show? I've no, seen I a heard couple of fucking episodes. Amazing, that that yeah. show is show. fucking, and there's episodes of it that are just mm. fucking nuts, you know? And like, I kind of um, get that. But psychologically, or like, you know, like one of my favorite books is this book, The Three Stigmata of Palmer Eldritch, and it's written by Philip K. Dick. Fuck. And the premise for it is like we've colonized Mars, and it sucks to live on Mars, oh. right? Like because mm-hmm. it fucking would suck to live on Mars, yes, right? And you live in these bunkers, <laughs> and the biggest company in the world is this company that sells all this like Barbie Dreamhouse shit to these people who live on Mars, and then they sell them a psychedelic, and then they take <laughs> this psychedelic, so it's really and it puts, and in it, well, and it puts <laughs> them in the world of their fucking Dreamhouse. dream Cadillac and pe- pool and big mansion, but for like oh, really two hours, and then they're back in Mars, and it sucks, mm. right? And the main character is this dude that owns the company that sells the psychedelics and all the Dreamhouse shit. And then the Palmer Eldritch is this character that's kind of like Richard Branson. He's like this <laughs> eccentric billionaire guy, mm-hmm. right? But he got, has gone missing because he, he tried to go deeper in space than anybody's ever been, and we just hadn't heard from him. And then like 10 years later, he's starting to hear rumbles that Palmer Eldritch is back. Mm-hmm. And... There's this new psychedelic that's, like, going to hit the market that's way better than the psychedelic this Uh-oh. other guy's selling, right? So he goes – he gets called for shit. a meeting. So he goes and meets Palmer Eldritch on a space station, and he doses him with a psychedelic. He doses <laughs> the main character. Fucking Joey Diaz. But the the psychedelic, it, it could, like, seem like it lasts, like, a Forever. thousand years, and then no time has passed. Like, eventually you're oh, not on it anymore, and you're back in the second when you took it, right? And so, like, the last That's 300 nuts. pages of this book are, like, this guy going through, like, memories in his life. And he's just And then tracking. all of a sudden, like, he starts to see signs that he's still fucking the on the psychedelic <laughs> drug. Oh, shit. And, like, and um, 
the, that's the three stigma or pulmonologist. He has like black eyes and a fucking claw hand and all this oh, shit. So like God. it's all robotic. So the, when those things like he's talking to his mm-hmm. wife, and all of a sudden her eyes are black and, and he like, realizes, fuck. Fuck, I'm still I'm in it. Still, still in it. <laughs> but I didn't book, go nowhere. God damn dude, it. I felt like I was on drugs after I read that book. That book's insane. What is it about shit like that yeah. that fucking attracts people, though? You got to think because it's like, yeah. do we like to be tested in terms of our brain capacity or some shit? Because to yeah. be honest, there is something to that about thrillers or shit that you can't yeah. figure out. Your Just brain goes a different part of your brain. Well, I but think see how like, far is how far, though. But, but like, so your brain takes in five billion sec- signals per second. Mm-hmm. Like all the signals that we're receiving right now, sound, taste, audio, whatever is yeah. five billion. But um, we register like four percent of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So like things like that, that tap into these other things like that make you feel crazy and fucking mm-hmm. get you on these wavelengths. I think they tap into a little bit more than four percent of the signals mm-hmm. that you're taking mm-hmm. in because our brains are way more powerful than our physical experiences. Yeah. Right, so I think that that's why we but like. What do we a lot do with thing. that shit? Is the question. And we why fucking, only four percent? We build so up all garbage. these subconscious thoughts about hating ourselves, <laughs> and then that's a way to just kind. of That's like a coping mechanism in a way. I can see that. Yeah, I'm always fascinated by shit like that because yeah. it's like there's certain things that like I'm into and certain things I'm not. But at the same time, if I'm you know introduced to that or I see it just by a whim, I'm like, that shit made me feel something different. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of exciting to a certain degree, which I totally get. Yeah, it's just yeah, funny yeah. because preference-wise, you're like, as you get older you try to i guess stay away from it but yeah. that's what i'm saying but as i'm going to burning man this year but as the narrative keeps on going i think it is shifting where it's like nah i think to keep on going and dabbling into self-growth i think is more of a key than it's supposed to be established well, it's like I if guess. you look at kids man like they're so creative Fucking like my crazy. daughter's six and she's making shit all the time yeah like she's making like it makes you think, like, where the fuck did I lose my heat? Like, right. how come well, I wasn't able to fucking we were, do shit we like that? You get trained to not be that way. That's what right? I'm saying. We Everything's like, suppression. You're not a good employee if you're that way. So. Yeah. Go to school. Here's a you nine to five with an hour shit. break in between, and you get to be yeah. around people you don't like. Like, I'm like this is what your life's going to be. Hip hop that has auto tune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it puts it in the head that your belief is the only way to make it is yeah. doing this, and the only way to sound is this way. For some yeah, reason. Yeah. That's uh, some weird narrative that comes across to people, and that's the only way they dude, can embrace like, it. I haven't had a job in years now, and the idea of having to be somewhere 9 to 5, Monday through Friday right now, I, I'd rather just like get kicked in the nuts once a day. Uh, you know, man. You know, like, you know, God damn it. No, I'm good, yeah. man. I'm good. And, it's yeah. like, and I think that that's the similar for kids, right? Yeah. When we're all kids, they're like, what, what do you mean I got to fucking go here and do yeah. that thing I don't want to do long? for eight hours that's every day? Stupid. Yeah. Like, that yeah. is stupid, right? That's <laughs> But we still do that's it. <laughs> that's just crazy. Yeah. That's the normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. The natural state of human is, that's dumb. <laughs> right? But what do you, But how do we get here? That's what's crazy. Like, what keeps that narrative going? Is it this fear of, like, I'm going to be homeless well, and not be able to feed would, anybody? Society would collapse, man. Like, yeah, it's true. Th- like, think about if everybody like, did that, you'd be like, think about uh-oh. if you had to make the light in this room <laughs> yeah. and the electricity and the audio exactly. and the internet to yeah. fucking broadcast all this shit, society would collapse. Yeah. So it's like people learned real early on that in order to get all these things done in society to make it a comfortable place to live, yeah. you got to fucking train people to actually want to do that bullshit. Yeah. You know? And like, yeah, it's a fucking, yeah, yeah. it's weird <laughs> like that, man. I, that shit is fucking crazy. I ain't gonna lie, that shit's fucking wild. I think about yeah. that shit all the time. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. I mean, I do too. I'm like, because I don't have a job, and yeah. most of the people I know do, and I'm yeah. just like, 
what? Like, <laughs> how do you do that? Yeah. How are you cool it's, with that, I, man? Like, yeah, I had a job same for three months a couple years ago. It was like an in-house graphic design Just job. try it out. You're like, let me try this weird-ass well, shit no, out. <laughs> you know, I just needed it. Like, you know, but, At the moment, But yeah. I fucking hated it. Like, I was so depressed. Immediately. Like, every huh? day I'd, like, fantasize about, like, really some is. gas line exploding and oh, my <laughs> hand off so I didn't have to go back to work, you know? Like, <laughs> you get the day off. Yeah, you're like, oh. You try to think of every reason to call in. Yeah, do it, man. I used that excuse already. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's so. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Like it's just like I said. I'm not. I'm not gonna make my own light and electricity and internet. But yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> but we're very fortunate to live in that you know world yeah. or this time right now where that that opportunity is available for at sure, least more yeah. so than it ever has been. I think for. The yeah, common and person, like people yeah. hate on America, but it's more available here than any other any country. Other country yeah. You know, like. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate on some aspects of America, too. But, yeah. <laughs> but know, like, like every other country that hates their own country, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're no different. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Sick. Well, fucking episode 98 in the books. <laughs> that was right. it. All right, guys. Pop in or we pop out? Come to Sugar Hill on Thursday. Yeah. Sugar Hill. This one's important. Thursday. <laughs> Here's some Caesar shit. Caesar Chavez Park. Yeah, Caesar Chavez. Be there. Yeah. Five to ten. All Boom. right. Easy. Well, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Coming on, brother. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. We out. Episode 98, holla.